Sharknado, yeah, Shark- isn't it? What was Sharknado? Shark- Docudrama. It was See? that was fiction. That was history. Actually, that was not fictional. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was well, just, right up to like the God. third one. The Again, third one went off the rails. I will I will say it's exactly what I just said a second ago, which is bullshit. So, so it was fine up until the third one. You're saying, Dale? Yeah. Okay. The first two are believable, right? That could happen. You know, sharks and tornadoes is perfectly acceptable for everyone. And yeah, it, uh, snakes on a plane is more believable than Sharknado. I'm just saying. Have you guys seen Shark Avalanche? <laughs> An avalanche of sharks. Have not. <laughs> Jesus. It exists. Oh, it, of course it exists. It's we're oh man. I think that it's, came across my Netflix wow. feed a few a few weeks well, ago. Well, I mean, if you haven't seen the news, is Michael Phelps going to race a great white? I hope they put him. He's going to lose. I hope they put him in the same tank. <laughs> uh, do you know, heads do you know up, lots of guys race uh, great whites, just usually not yeah, for very long. They, they usually lose a leg or two. <laughs> yes, you're right. <laughs> Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Snafu. With me is Dale. Bonjour. Pale. Beth. <laughs> What? Well, I just read Dale and Pat together, so Pat. Bonjour. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jeff. Bonne nuit. And myself, I guess. Hola. Rick. <laughs> All right. Uh, tonight, we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I have a very full agenda, so we're going to try and move this along very quickly. Uh, we got tournament updates. We have some rules that we've seen over the course of uh, uh, several, probably the last month and a half or so. And then we're going to talk about the armies of France, if you didn't get the gist of everyone saying bonjour. So the next on our agenda is uh, updating on the tournaments. I think we got some good news. I don't know if, while well, we mentioned it at the Bug Eater episode, is that we've moved it up to 24 people, and we're currently sold out again. And those three or four guys that were on the waiting list should have been contacted earlier this week and informed that they've been let into the tournament. And I believe only three of them still have to pay up, and they're good to go. So if anyone happens to hear this and those guys haven't paid up yet, you can actually bump ahead of them by paying first because it's uh, first pay, first play. Reels? Uh, that's indirectly what he had said. So, I mean, he was, before he updated, uh, I, th- I think he did update the website that said it's 24 max, and he emailed the four, the three people who hadn't paid yet. Obviously, we had the one that somehow snuck in being able to pay, even though it was closed. And so he emailed them, so all they have to do is pay. But in between that time, if somebody signs up and pays, I guess they would get the spot. Uh, I'm not 100% certain, but, you know, we can certainly talk that over with, with him. Yeah. It's probably just for the logistics of being able to like control all that stuff. Is like I don't want to have. He probably doesn't want to have to like refund one guy to get another guy. Hopefully, by the time this episode releases, those guys have all paid. Otherwise, yay for you if you get in. Good job. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and it's Kevin, Drew, and Cody. They've been added to the list, and there's someone on the reserve, Josh, 
signed up. Um, he was the one that ran the Bug Eater GT. So we've got 24 signed up, and the 25th is on the first one on the waiting list. So that's the latest and greatest from the website. Odds are pretty good the first on the waiting list will get in. Yeah. Something yeah. always comes up for someone. Yeah, but I think so from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that this is our cap. We're, we've decided that this seems to be about as sweet as the sweetest spot we can get given our current space, given the idea that we had going into it with only 20 players. We feel like going any further than 24 is probably going to be, it's going to make it uncomfortable and it's going to make it a little bit awkward as far as how our narrative was supposed to go, correct? So kind of like a yeah. dinner and a movie with you. Well, that's always awkward. Just dinner's awkward with me. Well, so, I just don't think we can jam anything else in there. It's going to get too tight. So, right. And given how we wanted to, how we wanted the teams to work out, I feel like if we get much bigger than twelve on each side, it's it, it's going to become less of a team and more of like a giant corporation type thing. Uh, yeah. If we go past this, we'll lose the flavor, of the narrative that Jeff's worked efforts effortlessly on to to pull it all through. So we'll keep where it's at. Yep, I think that's that's the sweet spot for all of us. Um, so sorry if you didn't make it in. I'm apologizing because I would love to have everyone be able to play, but we just don't have a big enough space and or uh, a big enough idea to incorporate more people. So there's always next year, and we can always do something different next year. But we're excited for it. It still looks cool. Um, why don't we go through a couple other things that we've we've been talking about. Do we want to talk about our objective boards? Um, well, yeah, do we have any new developments over what we've decided in the past, or we finalized anything as far as that goes? I think the one thing that changed when we went to the 24 players is we were going to have one of the nicely done-up boards that really didn't have a whole lot of gameplay in effect, just in case there's someone who's afraid that they would rename his tournament by losing a game on their team's side. And I think we, uh, we, we took that and said, you know what? Now we're going to have four objective boards, and that town hall will actually have effect on the following games. In addition to just having the, we're hoping, the cool visual effect of just the country's flag that pops up when they win. So yep. so what is that? What is the effect going to be if, um, if you're playing on the town center board and win the objective? Are we, so, are we ready you, to talk about those yet? Do you want to go that far in depth? It's not 100% set in stone. We got this. We got ideas rolling around. Sure. I mean, maybe maybe give them an idea, but let's let's just caveat that and say none of this is set in stone yet. This are just ideas still. That's all subject to change. So it goes to print. Okay. Well, since we've mentioned that, uh, yeah, since we've mentioned that um, beforehand, it was just going to be kind of a cool visual thing, and now we're going to have an effect. What um, right now? What is it that we're thinking about doing with that board? Don't ever even talk at once. Bueller? Well, uh, we're going to have it, whatever. So if the Axis win the board in the following game, all Axis players across, I think it's, it's across the zones or across all 12 tables will get to re-roll their first failed order test. That's right. Yeah, free flag. I, I, like believe, that. I believe that's per game round, not just per game, not once a game. Does that sound right, Jeff? Ooh. That might be over OP, but... No, that's that's when we're still hammering down how many times you're going right. to get to use okay. it. If it's the first or if it's every turn, that seems, yeah. Right, That that's why these are still very subject to changes. They are not set in stone okay. yet. I'd like to do right. a little more playtesting with these before we 
Start throwing cats out of the bag all over the place. <laughs> so you're yeah, getting an idea. You're getting an idea of what we're doing, but not necessarily the actual final result. It's going to be something along those lines. More importantly, what uh, what won't change, what we know we're doing for sure, is you're going to get to raise up your country's flag on top of it. And if I can find everybody's national anthem, I'm going to blare it out louder than hell on a speaker. So uh, you're they're going to you're know going to you sing want. it, right? You don't. <laughs> no, we're we're all going to sing it, uh, barbershop quartet style, right? Ooh, all four of us. That I'll be bass. All that's, right. That I'd just be humiliated. <laughs> that too. That too. There's that. All right. Um, okay. So this one, this one's big. I don't even think we can hum it for Christ's sake. I, depends on what country it is. Really, I, I might be able to hum my way through Canada. We're we really going to be rooting up. for uh, U.S. To, to pull through on every game there. We can pull in the Olympics and play the wrong national anthem a few times, too, because that would kind of be right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we screwed up. It, no, it's, it doesn't matter who won. We'll just play the American anthem every, American, yeah. <laughs> the national anthem every day. Oh, Sorry, we jumped ahead to the end of the war and just played that one. Yeah, exactly. Our version of the end of the war. <laughs> yes, right. The American version, yes, correct. All right, so this next, this next thing that we're going to talk about, I think we're all in agreement that this is set in stone. Yeah, we're in agreement, but I think this will be a little controversial. It'll be fun. So if you have any feedback directed at Jeff. Um, yep, I'll take your <laughs> Good. Um, I, I so, can click ignore just as well as Jeff can. Right. I can't. So that's the problem. So don't, don't send it to me unless you want a response. <laughs> that isn't going to get you anywhere anyway. I can respond to you. It's not going to make a difference because yeah, I, I don't think how – I don't know how it will work. Um, so we're going to limit the number of dice you can put in the bag to 12. So you can have 20 units. However. You only get 12 yes. dice ever. Yep. In the bag. So this is this is taken directly out of Appendix 2 in the back of the Bolt Action Rulebook or for large games. It's, it's the, we're setting an order dice limit. So even if you have 14, 15, 20 order dice in your army list, you can do that. But only 12 get to go in the bag at the beginning of each turn until you obviously which means if you have more than 12 order dice worth of units only 12 are going to get to move and some units are not going to get to move on a turn or do an action on a turn why would we do that what's the reasoning first off it speeds up the game immensely when yes. got in bigger point battles and how games. many points are we rolling and here 1250 1250 okay and how long are the rounds Two and a half All right, hours. So two and a half hours, a single platoon at twelve fifty. I like it. Any other reasons? Second, yes. We want to encourage people to dig around in the back of their toy box and pull out some of those monsters that you don't normally get to see. So if you want to bring a tiger tank, bring a tiger tank. You want to bring an IS two, bring an IS two. You want to bring, bring a major. You want to bring bring a major. A major? Bring a major. You want to bring a full squad of veteran Waffen SS with fanatics and assault rifles? Knock yourself out. All right, so just speaking hypothetically, with the, with the German army and the snap-to-action rules, how many dice could I pull out in one go? Single platoon? Five uh, and eight. Eight. Three, so yeah. Uh, so you, seven effective because one has seven to Seven because one has to be the lieutenant, yeah. Yep. Seven yep. Nice. Okay. I want to see that. Somebody could pull literally <laughs> almost just over half of their dice out of the bag, which would be insane. But, yeah, it, it allows us to bring the big toys. It's kind of encouraging bigger, better, badder units. So in, in case 
in case no one has has ever you know delved and actually read you know unlike me who's read the book cover to cover and seen these appendixes we can just kind of step through what they actually lay out in here and if we end up using all of these we end up using all of these if we end up using our own versions we end up using our own versions so uh basically if a unit gets destroyed that hasn't received an order yet you don't take a dice out of the bag for it if you this is of course if you're still above 12 if you're at 12 or fewer then it's just standard order dice as is usual um if you have if you've run out of order dice you can still order a unit down and they still have the 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 minus two to hit them but they don't have the ability to stay down and remove pin markers because they don't technically have a down order dice next to them. Yeah, however, if you have a recce vehicle and you've already pulled all 12 of your dice, that vehicle can't move. Just you have right. to actually things. issue the order. Okay. So. All right, so if I, have, if I have 12 dice in the bag and 15 units and I've already issued all 12 of my orders and one of the three remaining units that has not been issued an order is shot at, I can still go down with them, even though I don't have an order dice to pull? Yep, it's a pseudo-down. Because what the other down order does when you go down is you have the option to stay down between rounds, and you'd remove D3 pins, but now you won't have that option. You won't have the ability to stay down. Because there isn't an order dice actually next to them. Okay. Correct. And one, one last thing is if you have one of those units and they get charged, you cannot pull an order dice to fire when I'm charging at, you have to still have dice in the bag to do that. Okay. All right. right. And so, go ahead, Dale. So then, uh, in my same scenario, in turn, at the beginning of the game, I have 15 units, um, and then through the course of the first turn, I've played my 12, and two of my units get wiped out, and I have 13 still. When I put the dice back into the bag, I can still go up to 12. Correct. I'm not because I've lost two units. I don't go down to ten. I get correct. Okay. All right. I yep. like it. So it is officially it's... referred to as an order dice limit or ODL. They like to abbreviate the bejesus out of that. So ODL, I guess. It, I'm excited to see what crazy weird okay. units people bring. Now, is there any way um, that you might exceed? The 12 ODL, order dice limit? It's possible that there might be a way to exceed the 12 dice limit, but that's classified. That's currently wink, classified. Wink, nudge, nudge. Okay. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right. Wink harder. <laughs> All right. So just because there's a 12 order dice limit in the bag doesn't mean you're best served by only bringing 12 order dice? That is correct. Okay. All right, cool. Shenanigans. I like it. Well, the other thing that's nice, too, is it kind of, you know, in any given round, there's usually one unit that you're like, well, I don't really know that this is going to do an effect this round. It's out of position, or it's in where it wants to be, and now you don't have to necessarily move that guy. So Great. It's like having reserves, like a, a truck in a defensive game. Yay. Or a mortar that I hid behind a great big wall and can't see anything, and the spider got sniped out. <laughs> Well, that provided like a... you brought a, a, a spotter to begin with, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, I bring spotters. Yeah, at least you can still run that out and then shoot it the next turn. But I, I mean, any other tournament updates right now? I think we've given a whole bunch of hints and a whole bunch of things that we're we're planning. Um, like I said, if you have any feedback, send it to Jeff because I don't I don't have any input in it. Send it my way. Send it via Facebook. Well, I'll see it. I'm sure. So sounds good. So I think the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, 
things we've seen over the course of a month and a half. We haven't done a rules update for a while. We want to get kind of back to some of that stuff. So why don't we go through some of those things? Because I feel like there are a lot of rules that we've seen either played incorrectly or flat out wrong, or there's been discussion about how they're played. We've had a lot of discussion within our own group, but we've also had discussion with some of our listeners uh, to talk about some of these oddball things that we've seen come up. Some of them are kind of out there, but we'll, we'll get through them all. So first up is observers. So artillery, observer, and air observer, spotters, and snipers. Uh, what do we want to talk about with this? Because I'm seeing like four things here, and I, I guess I'm not – I haven't okay. seen anybody play this wrong. Okay. Um, so they can actually – after uh, when, you, when they're deployed and hidden deployments allowed in a setup, those units can be put into hidden. I haven't seen anyone put anyone in hidden. Anywhere so, ever? Um, now, hidden isn't part of special deployment, or are there scenarios that, that indicate within the deployment rules whether or not hidden is allowed? Or is it just a generic deployment option for special units with the ability? I think it's typically a part of the scenario is when you are allowed to put your units into hidden. Typically, right. it's the defenders in a hidden position waiting for an ambush, essentially. And hidden essentially doubles your cover save, doesn't it? Correct. And it cannot okay. be targeted by artillery or air observers okay. while so in then, hidden deployment. Well, artillery doesn't target you in any way, but it can't be it can't right. be target of an air observer. Right. So okay. that's basically what hidden does. Anytime it as long as it doesn't get a, a move or a fire order. Or is it a run or a runner run advance or a fire? So it's essentially anything other than down, I think. They might be able to. They can go into ambush and for they can, sure. They can that. rally. They can rally too. They can right. go into ambush, but once they, you know, come to ambush, once they fire, a fire order. Yep, correct. So, or or I, a unit or a unit moves within twelve inches of them. I think it's twelve. It might only be six. Uh, twelve. Well, 12? another okay. enemy vehicle within six, enemy unit within twelve, or enemy. There's some special um, K nine units that extend that to like twenty four. Right, the United States Marine Corps have a. K9 unit that extends that bubble to 24. Okay. Hoorah. So that's... For like, yeah, uh, and, and even so... So the, so you mentioned that the defender gets to... you know, Can, in some scenarios, have the option to set up units in hidden. Um, now, the other thing that is also brought up with their uh, setting up the observers and snipers is that even if you have... You don't have anything starting on the board, you have something coming in, at first, in the first wave... So the defender sets up their stuff. You nominate your first wave reserves, and now you can place your snipers, observers, and spotters before the game starts, i.e. the first wave starts. I have right. not seen that done. So in first wave, they're allowed to be placed in the, their special deployment rules. If they are held in reserve, that is not the same. Correct. Right. So th I think a lot of people get confused by what first wave is versus reserves. Right. So that might be where that gets a little bit wonky is that yeah, first you, wave is technically they, that they first They have to turn. be designated, quote-unquote, as the first wave, but then actually instead of coming on the first wave, before you start the game, you put them out there. Right. The spotter the spotter would go out, but the mortar or whatever, it's the howitzer may not would not go out. Yep. Correct? So it would roll on as normal. The spotter would already be on the table. Right. That, cool. sounds, that sounds about right. And then the one thing that... Uh, so... 
if you have a spotter in reserve with like its mortar or whatever it is, the first time that moves on to the table, they both get to come on. They have a shared order dice for moving on from reserve. That's obviously a special rule. Uh, yes, they okay. called it the shared order dice. So, I've I've made this mistake. I've left my spotters off the board because I moved stuff out on the first wave and didn't spend the order dice for the spotters. But they could have come on at the same time during that first wave. So they can, they have that shared order dice. Right. This has a lot to do with how people play it in the game because during the game itself, a spotter. Or, or, like, for instance, if it's a medium mortar and it has a spotter, the spotter or the mortar can move. They both can't move typically during the game, unless apparently for reserves. I was unfamiliar with that rule myself. Yeah, so when they, if they, they can both enter the table. But then from, then, from and, then on, one of them is moving and the other right. one is not. Right, so that's the only time that you can move them both. Right. And let's not forget that spotters are always considered down. Yes, which is you can also for get them down and in and in uh, hidden deployment. Boy, I don't think anyone's going to have to be almost on top of them to hit them. I didn't realize they were always considered down. That's really good. Okay. Yep. Yes. Makes them very, very hard targets to move, typically. That only applies to spotters. Right, because they're usually in some kind of cover. They're down, and then they're also always a small team. Mm-hmm. All right. So big, big modifiers there. Should be hard to kill out a uh, spotter. All right. So let's go into the next one, which is down versus indirect high explosive. When do you go down, Pat? Unfortunately, it's as soon as they declare you as a target. Right. You don't get to see if they hit first. Right. That's the which... that's, that's such a huge gamble. And, and you know, logically speaking, okay, so the down is like I want to be more difficult to hit, which is, you know, forces the minus two. But the minus two doesn't do anything versus indirect, so it's kind of like, well, bleh. Yeah, you're just having the number of hits at that point. Right. Which, when they hit, is huge. Mm-hmm. To be fair, it's really tough to die for cover when the artillery shell's already exploding. <laughs> right. It's usually when you hear it coming in that they're diving for cover. <laughs> yeah, it but if you can see it going a mile over your head, you're like, meh, that's not close. You say that as someone who has never seen an artillery shell fly over their head. <laughs> yeah, you don't want that anywhere near it's you. It's hard to know yeah. where they're coming in at. <laughs> right, because they're usually ducking for cover by then. Not looking up at it. All I, I also hope to never have to jaw. be worrying about artillery exploding over my so head. Do yeah. I. I'll exactly. worry about just the little toy soldiers for now. That seems like a good idea. So, yes, that's, they have to go down as soon as they're indicated as a target. And that's the same as uh, when you get artillery observer. Artillery observer or airstruck. As soon as you're deemed to be in range, yep. So before they're rolling the result of it, basically. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, you don't get to wait and see what they do. Like any of these things, you don't get to see what they do before you actually have to go down. So. Yeah, I I like it. It's it's good for indirect fire, so. It is. It It helps make it so that you might keep a unit pinned down. Yeah. Yeah, just at the risk of not even hitting it. Right. Yeah. All right, so the next one was a conversation that I was a part of regarding the transports with weapons. Because this one is, this one, I I don't know, this doesn't come up very often because most people don't upgrade their their transports with as many weapons as as some options are available. Because they're not doing it right. 
right? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's doing it right. I mean, Jesse was not incorrect that a lot of these are pretty hefty point sinks to to get a you know four gun gun platform essentially. So, well, like the half tracks. Yeah, like there's a lot of expensive. Well, because then you have to put a unit inside them and all sorts of crazy stuff like this. Right. So. How many guns can fire is dependent on how many guys are inside of it. If there are no units inside it, only one gun can fire. Correct. And then it's one per one per model in the unit until you're out of guns. Correct. So you could put a you can put a medium machine gun team inside of a, a transport with four medium machine guns, and they all get to shoot a medium machine gun. Correct. But that's so, going to cost you like 170 points. What if I put an MMG team in a transport that only has one gun on it. Can the MMG team set up their MMG and shoot out of it for a second gun? Uh, They can actually shoot MMGs out of their MMG, and then those turn into little MMGs. No, you can't. You only get to shoot the one. I was wondering where you're going with that. I I heard you like MMGs, so I got you some MMG. Yeah, they got got some exhibit in the back there trying to... (laughs) Show you how they can shoot more guns at guns. Tricking out so, that transport. That's right. It's got spinners and so sub, basically the transport can always fire a weapon and needs to have people on board to fire more weapons. Right. Correct. So there's lots of cool transports and, that have that though. Hold on. And remember it also fires both guns, any gun, fires at the level of the lowest experienced troop present. That came up so to the truck's inexperienced. They all shoot inexperienced. If the guys inside are inexperienced, but the truck's regular, they still all shoot inexperienced. Even if you have a regular unit and an inexperienced unit inside the truck, you are still shooting at inexperienced, regardless of actually who's firing the gun. Correct. It's it. It makes sense just because it makes it cleaner. It sucks. So don't bring inexperienced units and put them inside of your multi, multi mobile gun platforms. That's right. You shove them out there in front. Right. They're meat shields. You bring a regular unit and put it inside that transport if you're going to do it. All right. Uh, So, and then the next question came up in that same conversation is when does a transport not become a transport? And there's a very clear rule for that. It's when it says it's not a transport any longer inside the rule for whatever upgrade you're buying. The gun option will say replace transport capacity with blank. That's when it's no longer. Otherwise, it's continued to be a transport and you can shoot it as normal. I suppose that's for, like, really huge guns then, right? It depends on what it is. Okay. Actually, it's, it's like, really small ones, like Jeeps. Like a Jeep takes an MMG, it all of a sudden can't act as a transport. And if it loses its transport ability, it also cannot act as a tow. Correct. Correct. So then the assumption is that if you've bought an upgrade that removes the transport... That or the transportability of the unit, then enough crew come along with a gun that you're able to fire it. I assume. Okay. Yes. Yeah, like for the Jeep is a good example because it has a transport capacity of three. So now, if you put an MMG on it, quite honestly, you have two more dudes on the on the truck, right? That means there's maybe one room for one dude. Like it, it didn't have a very high capacity to begin with. Okay. So that that's kind of why they do that. Is a lot of times it's just they don't have the room for them afterwards. Mm-hmm. And they also say that those things then get moved into the armored car slot and take up that slot at that Correct. point, too. Yep. Yep. So you better be awful sure you want that. 
Yeah, it, it's it's a it's a crapshoot on what. Don't don't not try to sneaking two of them in and claim one's a transport. It may not be your first opponent, but somebody's going to catch on to that. Yeah, that's that's not kosher. Not in my not in my world. All right, and then so the next one is removing an em- enemy or empty. empty transport from play. It could be an enemy one too, actually. It could be. Could be. End of the turn. If the closest unit to your transport is an enemy unit that is not also an empty transport, it gets removed. It also has to be within threat range, meaning it has to have a weapon a weapon range to get to the transport. So twenty four inches. Everything yeah. should. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know. You got a, you got somebody just hanging out with a pistol. Maybe you got a chance. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> there's a good chance that there's one of those not... uh, Japanese officers has only got a sword. You know, he's not gonna he's not a threat to transport too much. Well, if he's within twelve assault inches, range, he's still right? you can run up and hack it. Right? That's enough. Twelve inches for sure. Okay. <laughs> the dude's just hitting it with a sword, and apparently that's so I, I, th- I think they just threw that disclaimer in for you know something that's you know. 26 inches away from something and like, oh, no way, they're not worried about it. You know, well, An unmanned artillery gun or something. Yeah, some something. So, yep. But they, they do specify something. it has to be within a weapon. We- there has to be a weapon that can target it. Okay. Cool. It sure. probably would not come yep. up very often because, quite honestly, if a unit's 24 inches away, the game's over if you don't have something within 24 inches of your transport yourself. So, Usually, I mean, yes. <laughs> it means you got nothing left. But, and, or you could be playing in a really big board, I suppose. So I have a question for you guys here, um, just a little bit in regards to gaming. Um, we've all played a fair number of games at this point in time. How many, in all the games that you've played, and you may not have had a huge opportunity, but when you've come up against um, an opponent that you've played and they've brought transports, um, how many transports have you been able to remove by simply moving closer to them than one of their friendly units? Because I think that there's a lot of um, a hesitation in brain transports because of this specific rule. So in your own games and performances, um, how often do you see this happening? I did it. I've eater. seen it happen. Right. Yeah. Maybe once. Once for Jeff, Pat. I once. Well, like I said, eater. I had once at Bug Eater, but he he took a gambled risk and, and knew that was going to be the case. Okay. And he also neglected to put guys in his other transport, which would have alleviated the whole problem. Rick, what about you? Whoops. Uh, the only time I've ever seen it happen is I lost a transport at Bug Eater because I had a unit of bounce and then die, and then my transport was sitting by itself over there. So I outflanked with it. I knew it was a risk that was going to happen. I had hoped I would win. I lost 39 points. Okay. Hope you didn't die. And in order yeah, base. So, and and, order I've, and I've, I've seen it happen just once as well. So my initial kind of poo-pooing of transports was all around this, oh, my goodness, you know, if it's closer, if an enemy's closer to it than a friendly unit, it's just going to run off the field. You're going to lose it. I thought that was a huge risk. But the more I've played, the more I've seen, especially if you're good and thinking about your pre-positioning and your planning and always, you know, um, having stuff in the right spot, um, I don't think it's that big of a risk anymore, this particular rule. So um, if you're afraid of you know, running with transports because you might lose them, um, I would say not to let it keep you from bringing transports. They are they're very good. I wish I had more in my list. I'll second yeah. that. I love my transports. And I think that and, also... And put a gun on them, for crying out loud. If you, if you want to, I At always keep one. mine cheap. I, I like 39-point trucks is pretty good for They me. unload, and you can still have an MMG firing once a turn just to help yeah. the pins on a unit. I'm a big fan points. of 
guns on them too because that it, what's the mmg upgrade 15 points so. 15 points. i suppose for germans that's pretty yeah. good no but, yeah um i also agree with you dale and jeff I, I i don't see a reason not to bring transports and i feel like if you're if you're afraid you're going to lose them it's probably okay it means you're putting a unit where you want them and so what if you lose your truck like it's okay it'll work out hopefully you you got to go in with a plan and sometimes and, it all it'll don't let them sit out. there and just take pins 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 or the only thing they can do right. is rally and never get out i i totally locked up two units inside some ucs in my last game at bug eater they never hit the table yeah yeah basically don't leave your guys inside the transport when it's getting right. shot at that's get them not out. a good idea but but if the guy's wasting shots at an empty transport thumbs up man that's a great yeah answer. no doubt yeah. but it goes it does a lot i i it gives you a lot of tactical flexibility, and it gives you the ability to outflank and move considerable amount of distance when you get on the board. To there's, it's just, it's overall a very, it helps make the game more flexible. Yep, and I think that's one of the, it's one of those units in the game that, as a player, if you haven't played with them yet, um, you put them on the table, and it can really change what you're able of doing. The flexibility that Rick, um, that Rick mentioned. So, yeah, pick some up, play with them. Uh, you'll be a better player for it, absolutely. And holy crap, when you get a road in your deployment zone, and they're, <laughs> they're tearing across the board, and you're just unloading a giant assault squad in their deployment zone first turn because it didn't run. You're like, holy crap, this is fun. You're, you really get to play with the with your opponent a little bit. So, yep, it, it's it's it maximizes the fun. All right, All right yep. moving along. So, assaulting transports, who fights? The assaulting unit fights, and anybody on the transport gets out of the transport a and fights. Unit. A unit. A unit. If you have a more unit. than one, you get to pick which one is going to get out and fight. When you say so the, you, is that the defender or the attacker? The, the controller of the transport with the dudes inside. Okay. So, let's say I am within bonsai range, I charge a transport that's got five bros in it um do i move my guys in contact with the transport or what's the order of operations here you're found to be in range the boys jump out of the thing and fight you okay Are, is I, is do they have to jump thing? out can they jump out anywhere within range of the transport or do they mm-hmm. is a hollywood style where they where they leap out over the over the canopy <laughs> and and take up a defensive position around their their transport, or is I there think they have to be body? within one inch of their truck, if I remember correctly. That sounds right, and I, I don't think they get. It's not like a, a an obstacle they're fighting over either. Right, they don't get that bonus. They also don't get to fire because they're not technically on the table until they've been assaulted. Correct. All right, so uh, let's say I jump out behind the truck and I win and wipe out the assaulting unit. I'm now in hardcover behind the truck from a potential follow-up unit that might have been able to shoot me to pieces. That's okay? Well, I guess you can consol- cons- consolidate as well. Consolidate. Right. always Remember, get to consolidate. consolidate. Yeah. And you still yeah. can't be within one inch of another unit. Could you consolidate back into the truck? Uh, yeah, I don't no. think so. I don't believe okay. so. It's, it's the same thing as you also, if you, um, same thing in a building. So if you attack from a building, you can't, con- well, you sorry, you can consolidate back to the building you came out of. I don't think you can do it for transports, though. I think that's correct. I think you have to give the truck has to get a down order and your unit has to give a run in advance. And so they did not get a runner advance order. Although I guess they 
they if they have not pulled a dice yet for that unit and they consolidate, you would still be able to move into the truck again so long as it hadn't run or advanced, actually. Advanced or run, you could still put them back in the truck. If you draw their dice and put them back in the truck, you can still do that, I guess. Does that make sense to anyone else? Yeah, yeah. So the only circumstance is if they haven't gotten their dice drawn yet and you haven't put them into a down order already. So probably doesn't happen very often. All right. Uh, where are we at now? After destroying... Uh, so I don't know. I don't understand this one, Pat. After destroying the unit on board. So I have seen some that some people have... Uh, so you destroyed the unit on board... And they're like, okay, now you assault the, the transport too. I'm like, no, it just sits there. At the end of the turn, is going to go away because I'm on top of it and you don't have any units left. So it, it doesn't – you don't make an assault oh. attack on the transport itself. You only get yeah. one assault per turn. It's not like you can keep rolling assaults. And same to, same to be said is that you also can't – if there was two units inside the transport, you couldn't defeat one and then defeat the next one. You consolidate right. back. And, you know, it's next turn, you can assault again, destroy the other unit, or something else can happen. So you, you, don't, right. you don't make your charge attack against the transport, I guess is what I'm saying. So yeah, the one fight right. takes but place, that and that's it. Yeah. If that transport hasn't acted, though, he could hightail it out of it. Correct. So. Um, yeah, actually, doesn't the transport get a down order? Uh, it might, actually. Now that you... If it does, then he's, then he's pooched, but if he doesn't... Could I think Pat's right. I don't think you get to. I don't think you get to hightail it out of there after you're like, "Hey guys, get out and go fight those guys." I'm, I'm getting out of here. I don't think it works that way. All right. Uh, so that one's that was pretty easy actually. I've lost my I've lost my place on the I'm, D3 D3. You sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> All right, destroying soft skin or open top vehicles. This one. I get confused sometimes, but I've, I think I've gotten a lot better at it, especially since I have soft skin vehicles now. Um, I think there's a lot of people look at it and miss the part of the chart that says this doesn't count towards soft skin vehicles. Right. Is this the part? That's what you're suggesting, right? Yep. There's ne- it's never going to sac- it's never going to be superficial damage. It's always going to be normal on the chart uh, for normal like bullet fire high impact or high energy explosives and stuff like that are not going to be they'll they'll roll in the chart double if they if they score high enough penetration like normal right and but also, uh, and, go ahead uh also so if you in the same thing there's another same category of assaulting versus these so if you assault a, an open top or a soft skin and you inflict damage it's just gone there's no rolling on the chart it's just gone correct right anything that's open top or soft skinned which, and when you oh, say right. this is assault, sorry. When you af- inflict damage, so the soft skin has essentially um, armor of six, and open top could yes. have armor oh. of seven. Eight, now, in order to possibly. or eight, yeah, or up up to as high as eight, or maybe more. I, I guess I don't know. So, in order to inflict damage, you still have to exceed that armor value, right? But once in you the do, roll. yes, it automatically counts as destroyed. Okay. When you're assaulting, correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So. And that yeah, assault—it's like an assault on a vehicle, right? So you roll, and depending, it's it's a four up or a six up. That's the number of that you add then to your next d six for yep, penetration. That becomes the pen value. Okay. Your number of hits is added to your pen value. All right, and because it's a soft skin or an open top, um, 
there's oh it's just destroyed there's no glancing or anything okay there's yep. no glancing yep. or anything on an assault it's just correct dead. what i was referring to sorry to confuse everyone is when you're shooting shooting at, at it. it shooting at it it's never superficial it's never superficial you can never you never take the minus three on the roll it's always going to be at least a d6 on the chart for killing the truck so is that for both soft skin and open top i think or is that's that just soft, soft skin? skin that is just soft, just skin, soft skin, skin i think okay. correct yeah, because you well, I mean, if it's seven plus armor, you can't actually hurt anything with a rifle. So, but you can potentially put pins on it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. So another distinction there is removed or destroyed. Uh, if it's a transport and you know it's at the end of the turn and it's the you know within the enemy range and whatever, it's removed, AE taken off the table versus destroyed, which is now it's a wreck marker. Two entirely yep. different things. Yep. I One, see people do that a lot yep. wrong. We're like, oh no, I'll just you know, I'll just leave that there. But, but it's removed. It's not. It's not. It hasn't been destroyed. It's just removed. So right. it ran away. It. It's not that it got destroyed. The dude saw that he was getting. Everybody was getting too close to him, and he hauled ass out of there. It's essentially what happens. Big difference. Yeah. All right. So the next one, and I see this one played wrong all the time. I think there were some top tables at Bug Eater even that were maybe getting this one wrong. Um, or top players. I don't know if that was the top tables per se. Uh, it's assault and obstacles. Holy cow. This one can get hairy quickly. Uh, who wants to give us a rundown? This, uh, Jeff, this is yours. I got a quick. Yeah, I know. I was trying to think of a good way to word it. <laughs> By um, not calling someone out. No, 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 no. It's, it's not about calling someone out. It's about explaining that, when Warlord writes facts and gives diagrams, they're not always the most complete, and right. their wordsmithing isn't always the best. But the general idea is thus. If I have to go across an obstacle, difficult ground, anything like that, my assault range is shortened to six inches. Right. Right? However, if I have open ground and you're defending an obstacle, i.e. you're against said obstacle... I can do my full 12 to get to the other side of that obstacle and fight you. And then you count as being in cover and it's a defended obstacle. The fact issued a thing asking, could you just go around the obstacle with your full 12 inches? So say there's rough ground between you and the guys defending an obstacle. Could you just go around said rough ground with your 12 inches of assault range to assault those guys at the wall, like going around it? And it says you can, but they still count as defending an obstacle. So it gets a little bit confusing there. Um, But generally, unless you're crossing something before you get to the defended obstacle, you get your full 12 inches of assault range. So I've I've seen this played. Well, hang on. Before we, yeah, before we go into the analysis, is it important that we clearly spell out what it takes to have a defended obstacle position? Is there something that needs to happen? Or is it like a declaration of, you know, I'm behind this obstacle, I'm defending it? Or do X number of the, does X number of the unit have to be within base contact of it? I mean, what, how, how in game terms can we show that something is a defended obstacle? Effectively, is it hardcover? I believe right. it's number one. It, it's... Is, it, is it applying a cover bonus? Correct. So, well, if you're... well, so well, now hang on, because if I'm uh, more than an inch away from the obstacle and I'm shooting through it, then it, it applies a hardcover bonus to um, both sides. 
So if you're within, if if my unit is within an inch of it, then it doesn't apply the bonus, or I I don't get that. You know what I mean? It's fifty percent of your unit has to be in contact with the obstacle. Right. Okay. And then when I'm firing, so I'm in the defended position. Um, if there's nothing in between me and my units, there's no uh, cover bonus of a modifier on the shot unless they're shooting back at me because they're shooting through the obstacle. So if when I shoot the enemy unit and I'm not taking any modifiers because from that obstacle, it's essentially a defended obstacle at that point. Agreed? Yes. Okay. That's yes. But it's if, a kind of a weird way of getting around to this. If I'm away saying. from the obstacle and I'm shooting through it and it's applying a modifier to the unit I'm shooting on the other side of it, that would not be a defended obstacle. In order for that unit to charge me, they would have to be within six inches, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. They're, because they're crossing. All right, thank obstacle. you. Yes. It's, All right, so go ahead, Rick. Yeah, no, you basically answered it and kind of you kind of went around the same circle of what I was about to say. Essentially, that that's what dictates that you have a defended obstacle, right? Is that you're not taking the hard modifier, hard hard cover modifiers. Yeah, I so, think so. So, yeah, I, uh, I've like I said, I've seen it played wrong all sorts of ways, or in you get to the right conclusion, but it takes forever, and you have a discussion with your opponent because. And it's an easy one to screw yeah. up because the wording isn't overly right. clear, right? I wish they would just do more diagrams, and that would be a lot help, more helpful. But right, they just give you, like, one version of it, and there's probably, like, 20 different scenarios that could play out under the same under the same ones. It It's confusing, to say the least. But I think we have it right at this point that now, so this, this came up in another game. You get your full 12 inches. Okay, so say it's open ground and you're charging a defended obstacle. You get 12 inches. However, if they decide to charge over that defended obstacle, they do not get 12 inches because they're essentially jumping over something hard or, you know, to, to run at you. They only get their six inches, correct? That is my understanding. That is what I understand it to be as well, is that they don't – otherwise the, the bonuses for getting behind hard cover – it, it takes a little great. effort to, to get out from behind that obstacle. Right. As I look at it running as, up to in it. So, right. I look at it as I always look at them as just trenches. Right. So a dude getting out of the trench is going to take a little bit of time to get out, whereas a dude jumping down in there with his bayonet is not going to have a problem getting down in there. So, uh, it's. I think that's the best. I'm not sure if it's entirely correct, but I think it is. Either situation, they're both simultaneous. Correct. They're always simultaneous. All right, so that's that one. That was, that was Next, good. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel like we even waste that much time on it. Uh, so next we have, uh, you men snap to action. I think we may have misled people on this one because I think we've often said this wrong. We've been corrected, and we've seen it and read it better now than we ever have before. You don't have to resolve the lieutenant first. Yeah, yeah, that's a key component is being able to actually read the text. I learned to read this week, so. Lies, <laughs> lies and slander. Um, so you don't, have to, you don't have to resolve the lieutenant first. You can resolve them in any order you want to. It's like, the, it's like we just stopped reading and ignored the, the, the last sentence. However. I often stop reading early and don't Right, I, I'm like, oh, I understand this. Perfect, great, makes Move sense to, to me. Thing. Moving on, yeah. Um, 
However, I think you still have to take the check to make sure that his order yeah. is going to resolve before you yeah, move yes. on. You have to make the I think that's where people order. are getting hung up. Yeah, you have to pass the order test before you can even hand out the snapped action dice. And remember, right. also, Otherwise, again, that would be a it still can't giant be a down mess. order. Yep. Right. He still has to move, essentially, which means he just doesn't and, get the down and order. And, of course, units that, units that are being snapped to action, if they have pins, also have to make a test to even be able to do their action as well. So. Right, but you, yeah, but you don't get to put the dice back in the bag if they fail. So, uh, right, they go down. Right, like but if your if your lieutenant fails, all of those bags, all of those dice that you were gonna pull out never come out of the bag. So, they only came out in your mind. Correct. Right. I was gonna try and make that dirty, but I can't. All right. There's been plenty uh, of opportunities to make most of these things dirty. <laughs> now you pass on those too. <laughs> trying, I'm trying hard. I haven't been drinking that hard tonight. Um, all right, so next one is, this one's everyone's favorite, is high explosives against uh, buildings. Stop shooting at buildings. Right, because... No, keep shooting at buildings. I, I like putting my units in buildings. Still stop shooting at buildings. So they uh, eroded it to bring back, there's, there's actual hit modifiers for small team and... Uh, what was the other one? Down, down I believe. And Correct. Now, and now if there is actual, like, harder soft cover between you and the building, I believe you still have to apply that, too, right? Because you're basically, the Correct. building is your target, or actually the unit in the building is the target. So if, you, if you're shooting through uh, a hedge into the building, I think the, the you get the soft cover from the hedge that's interposing between that and the building. But then again, you can target floors, so you might be able to target high enough to avoid it. I thought you couldn't target floors or buildings you had to target if there's a unit on the second if there's floor a you unit, target the unit in the second right. floor you, you can't shoot a, unless if there's a, a unit in the building you have to shoot the unit don't you yes yes so if there's a unit on the first floor and a unit on the second floor you can target the unit on the second floor which may give you a line of sight that's clear of any intervening cover okay. right otherwise you could just shoot the building itself yeah, if it's empty, you can just shoot the building. Right, so... Um, you just want to watch a world burn. If, um, if there's the a building unit, can't go down. Yeah. If there's a unit in the building and you want to kill that unit, you just can't shoot the building and not take any of the cover modifiers. You have to actually shoot the unit in the building and they get their, they get their cover modifier. So. Okay. That's correct. I don't yes. think they get the hard cover from the building, though. No, they don't get cover from the building. They might get cover from intervening terrain on the right. shots. Right, that's that's the distinction that do. seems to get overlooked. Right. I thought they they right. do they, get cover for the building. No, they get down and small. First team. edition, right. you got cover for the building, which made it damn near impossible to get a unit out of the out of a building. This at least brings it back a hair from where it was, where it was like it was suicide to go in a building. Now it's only like half suicide. It's it's still tough. It can be bad, but okay. So the only modifiers that they can get are are down, small team, and intervening and, cover, and any intervening cover. Okay, and any pins on the shooting right. weapons. And because they're in the building, they're plus one toughness essentially. They're plus one harder to wound. They, yep, they have the extra protection rule. Extra protection, thank you. But that, but they don't get that against high explosive or heavy weapons. Correct. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's only against small teams. Or small fire. Yep. Small arms. Small that's the word I was. Small hands? What? <laughs> yeah. Small gloves. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so I think we've the next part of that is the indirect fire, which I hate because every time I've done it, I've landed on the wrong damn floor. Um, yep. So it, it hits the roof and then goes through floor by floor. Essentially, you roll a D6, and then a 4 plus, it hits that floor. Otherwise, it continues on, right? It's like a 50-50 yeah, shot. It's going to land. Until it hits the ground floor, yep. And so then it, it blows it, up. It could blow up on the roof and never hit the unit inside the building is what you're saying? No, no. It always hits the top. It always goes through so, the... Right. So one level The roof buildings, doesn't count. Yeah. One level buildings are just screwed. What about a sniper laying on the roof? How often, do snipers, yeah, how often do snipers land rough? That is actually, a, a if it's a flat roof and there's guys on it. That's a floor. I think that's a, that's a floor. That's yeah. a second. That's another level. That you, tell me, floor, you tell me a sniper has never laid on the crest of a, of a roof and fired from there? And it counts as a floor. Make you a deal. If you get your sniper model to balance on a perched roof up there, I might let you have Right, it. I'm not seeing a lot of flat <laughs> flat roofed buildings that we're putting together for any of our tournaments. Okay. Just saying. So you're just you're just simply talking raw game mechanics. Yes, and then I'll hip check the table to make sure you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll put tacky on the bottom of one of my bases or something. And it was a Gurkha and it chipped. Damn. Hey no, that's just me. That's a Spider Man like laying on sides of buildings and all kinds of stuff. It's, it's blue tacked on. What do you got a problem with that? <laughs> Try and assault him. Good luck. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. And then and then uh last but not least, this is our last rule update for the night. So we've gone through We promise. We promise. Are you sure? We don't no, have any in the actual Army of France book? No. No promises tonight. Otherwise I'd have to apologize. Um, Are you apologizing for not promising? No, I'm not. Okay. Wait, wait stick to your guns. Um, yeah. Mercy buckets? Oh, no, that's thank you in French. Sorry. <laughs> Mercy <Jesus>. buckets. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, oh. hey, sorry, French people. I'm going to apologize for that because we have Dale with us tonight, and that's going to that's gonna make things interesting. Oh uh, we're, we're ignorant Americans, and we have no idea how to pronounce anything in French other than the people how do, who spoke How do you French. say I'm sorry in French? I'm sorry uh, in French. Oh, shit. I used to know this. Um, Let's get to this last people. rule. I'll, I'll look yeah. it up. Yeah, I just yeah we'll, look, we'll look it up, up over here. break here. Yeah. All right. So the last rule is FUBAR. And I don't know why. who plays this one wrong. I don't know who's played this one wrong. I play this one wrong. Oh, really? I've seen yep. it played wrong. All right. So when you roll a foobar and you roll the result that says, oh, shit, I'm going to shoot my own guys, mm-hmm. there has to be an enemy unit within 12 inches of the target. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's the important yep. bit that um, I don't think I've ever seen played correctly. Is that Everyone one gets two, excited to pick a target yeah. you guys have to yeah, shoot at. I, I always they, get excited. fire. But um, the last bit of that is, you know, like Rick said, an enemy unit has to be within 12 inches. And so this happened to me in my last game at Bug Eater. I was playing against Mike, and um, uh, his priest had foobarred, and his 25-pounder right next to him got blown off the board um, because he rolled like a 1 and, you know, pulled it off. That was the end of it. And then, you know, after the game, we're looking through, or he's looking through the rules again, and there's that little bit, you know. And I don't think I had anybody within 12 inches. I don't think I had anybody close to within 12 inches. And so it's really important, you know, if you roll that foo bar, you only open open fire if an enemy unit is within 12 inches. So of yep. the target, so you get to pick a unit, and there has to be an enemy within 12 inches of it. 
of the target or within the unit that foobard? The target. Uh, I believe okay. it's the unit that foobard. Sorry, right? Oh, is it? I think, am I, well, they, am I that's what causes the confusion, right? Uh, Who's got a book? Shit. Shit? Well, I don't have my book with me. What? I'm going to mute and grab my book. I, for some reason, wanted to say it was the other thing, but we're going to edit this last two minutes out, of course. If no enemy units are visible, or if the unit can no longer move or down for some reason. So, the unit executes a run order. Let's see, that's panic, friendly fire. The unit does not move and opens fire against a friendly enemy, mistaking it for place of fire order by the unit. The opposing player controls the firing unit as if it were one of their own, except for the chosen friendly target must have an enemy. Okay, so the target must have an enemy within 12 inches of it. Oh, there nice you go. job, Rick. Note for the record, at Very one hour and seven minutes, that Rick was right for once in his life. Well done. I'm not apologizing for that. I, I, I figure you've got to be right twice a day. <laughs> that's, only, that's only my clock. But uh, I, I've played it enough times, and I've had it happen enough times that I thought I was right. But so, well, yeah, you and those flipping. Yeah, members. yeah, those guys love foobars. They're they're they love foobars. So, so to correct the record, make sure we're all clear. It's twelve inches within the target that you've chosen. So, they foobar. You can pick any unit within rifle range of that unit, so long as you have a unit within twelve inches of the target. I don't think That's it said rifle tricky. range, did it? It said line of sight and range, right? Well, whatever range of the range weapon. Range of the weapon yeah. they have. So okay. I'm just assuming that it's a, a squad with rifles. Okay. Okay, and at 109, Rick assumed. <laughs> I'm assuming the priest, a, a uh, Yeah, the priest didn't have a, didn't have a rifle. So. <laughs> no, it's got to so, be how it's No, <laughs> it, could have, it could pick any unit. It, it could pick in range that has a unit within 12 inches of it. So I could have picked a unit that was within 12 inches and blown something else away. Correct. Yes. If you okay. have a unit standing next to an objective and you want to get that unit off the objective and they foobar, you can pick the unit on the objective and blow them off the table. Oh, so that changes, that makes foobar can be very tactical then. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. if you're relying on it for tactical flexibility, then you might be doing things wrong. But <laughs> I also recommend you invest in lottery tickets as well. Yeah, no diversify, Powerball and scratch-offs. <laughs> well, uh, as someone who's had... Um, uh, moderate uh, tournament success. It's, it is because of luck, not that you you um, you gamble and um, plan on those kinds of eventualities, but um, it happens. So when they happen, you have to take advantage for sure. But yep. yeah, if your strategy is based on your opponent foobarring, unless you're bringing Brandenburgers, and then it's a little bit different. You're well, I don't know. Pat, don't you rats. have some history of calling out some foobars? Maybe you should start planning that a little. Yeah, bit. no doubt. Maybe, He's maybe I should like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You should play Germans and bring the Brandenburgers. I don't know. <laughs> it only happened twice, but yet so far that's one per tournament. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. If you can call it, then that's one step away from being able to plan for it. Hey, and, and the, the even sicker part is that that's the only two times I've ever actually called it. Right, you're two for two. You're not yeah. even batting five hundred. You're batting a thousand. That's you know. That's just a that's even John's a blind, even a blind territory. Squirrel. So even a blind squirrel is <laughs> what I'm going with. <laughs> no, because that would still mean you'd have an average less than a thousand. Oh, but we digress. So that's all of our rules updates. Why don't we take a short break and we'll come back and talk about the armies of France? Je suis désolé. Does that mean I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Yes, it does. Okay. So I will never Jesse, say that. Jesse Desiree. 
Sure. You can go with that. <laughs> All right. Is that your date to the prom? <laughs> Both of them. There you go. Jesse Desiree. Well, then. All right. We'll be back in three and a half minutes. Sounds good. <laughs> Des corbeaux sur nos plaines. Amis, entends-tu le chant lourd du pays qu'on enchaîne? Oh, et partisans, ouvriers et paysans, à vos armes! Ce soir, l'ennemi connaîtra le prix du sang et des larmes. Descendez des collines, camarades Sortez de la paille Les fusils à mitraille Les grenades Oh, et les tueurs À la balle ou au couteau Tuez vite Oh, et saboteurs Attention à ton fardeau Dynamite C'est nous qui brisons Les barreaux des prisons Pour nos frères La haine à nos trousses la fin qui nous pousse la misère Il y a des pays où les gens courent du lit ont des rêves Ici nous vois-tu, nous on marche et nous on tue, nous on crève Ici chacun sait ce qu'il veut, ce qu'il fait quand il passe Ami, si tu tombes, un ami sort de l'ombre à ta place Demain du sang noir sèchera au grand soleil sur les routes Les compagnons, dans la nuit la liberté vous écoute Welcome back, uh, hopefully you liked your music I'm sure it was very French, I don't know yet so if you haven't guessed, or well, we've already told you that we're talking about the armies of France, so let's dive deep into this thing. Anyone got any French for me here? We oui. We've already said I can't do any. Yeah, you, you can't do it because you just make it all Americanized and shit. Viva la France. That's about, you know, I don't know a whole lot. Long live France. <laughs> all right. Yep. Well, they survived the war, so we can, we can talk about them. So let's go through their army special rules. Uh, Jeff, you are our resident French Francian player. Player, <laughs> yeah. Stick with player. Don't 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 call me an expert. No, I'm, yeah. We're not going to say expert tonight. Um, we'll, we'll, you, we know how much you, you hate that. You're, you're so a you won a tournament. Are... You won a tournament uh, as a French player. I'd say that's pretty expert-like. Yeah, expert-ish. I did. Okay. You were doing okay at Bug Eater. Uh, you had a you had a winning record. So, three one and one, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's better than me. Uh, why don't you? In fact, I think I finished with the same battle points. You as did. Tail, so, you know. did. There's yeah, that. You're ten, you're ten points ahead of me. So, Rawr. well done. And like forty ahead of me. Right, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Out of us, so, you're, you're the French expert. <laughs> so our French expert Frenchy. chef. Yeah. Oh, All right. Why don't we? I've even been to France. <laughs> <laughs> you have. I haven't. My wife keeps I trying can, to get me to go there. She I goes could there probably find now, it so. on a map if you gave me some time. 
You should go. It's quite beautiful. I, yeah, it's more. Uh, there's long story. I hear they, they suffer communication breakdown some... though. They do in fact have communication breakdown. <laughs> oh, this is the best the rule ever. All right. So communication breakdown is one of those flavor rules um, that you either are going to love or hate, uh, but most of the time it doesn't come into play. What it does is when you're playing a game bolt action on the first turn of the game and only the first turn of the game, if a French order dice comes out of the bag first, your opponent can choose to have you put that dice back in the bag and redraw. The first turn of the, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't come into play that often. Very the rarely. first dice draw is essentially maybe a 50-50 shot. Quite honestly, do you not want your first your, your die to be first from a tech tool? Don't you want to see them move a little bit? What? Oh my god, the aliens are coming. I'm oh. guessing Dale's doing something. No, that's my wife's phone. Hang on. <laughs> it's, it's, she left it in here. <laughs> that's her um, I was really the, worried. I was going to get my bug out bag oh, and man. get the hell out of here real quick. When she gets the text, that's what she has selected. She, <laughs> she believes in Bigfoot, so it's not a big thing. Hang on. I got three glasses of water around me. I'll be okay. <laughs> Swing away. Wait, what was that? <laughs> Swing away. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, you got just glasses of water everywhere? Yep. I got glasses everywhere. of beer all around me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So communication breakdown. Like I, I agree with Pat. Like nine times out of ten, you kind of want to see what your opponent's going to do before you move. It's very. There are rare occasions, uh, scenario, very scenario dependent, where you're like, I really want this first turn because I brought uh, an air observer, and I really want to, and that he's got a sniper, so I really want to make sure I get this air strike out right before you right. get your unit or, shot off the table or whatever. Yeah. Exactly, or um, that one we played uh, where the uh, defender deployed in the middle with three units, and you had all your infantry surrounding them. You want to get that first move and try and knock a, you know, you can knock out one of those three units on the first turn. That's huge. But most of the time, no, it, yeah. it never. Or you have that. both your tanks are on the table for some reason, and you're like, I want the first tank shot. Or exactly, there are some times where you might want to do that, but. Which should almost never happen because we'll get into the tank selection the French have later. Or on, so. against their armored car or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you right, want right. your armor to face their armor before anything else happens. Yep. It does happen that you want that first dice, but the occasions for it are farther and few between. I feel or they really kind of I really kind of feel they spammed this rule across most of the minor powers, too. They did. I, I think... Um, for as, uh, I don't want to disparage these guys because I really love the game they made. I think for as much effort as they put into the armies of Great Britain and the and the Great Britain book and the Empire, you know, they put in a consummately equal uh, other side of the dial less amount of work for the French and the smaller faction armies. Because yes, this this rules all over the place, and it's not terribly creative as a flavor rule. Just well, they, they also have a but, lot less uh, model support that they produce for the minor powers. So I think they're kind of they're kind of funneling you towards what you know their the product that they're putting out there. Yeah, and that's very true. They want you to play the stuff they make. You know, five major factions. So, and it's cool. Whatever. I mean, it's a game. They want to make money. Thumbs up. You know, that's that's fine. It's just, I feel like if if any book I was going to redo, this would be one I'd redo. Not not to even change the units. But to make the minor factions more flavorful and give them a more varied special rule right. set. Because this yeah, it, technically is our first minor power, correct? 
Yeah, it is. Correct. Okay. Well, and the other thing, the other thing I see at this too is if you're playing this late war, I mean, because the whole thing with the communication breakdown is the fact that they were caught off guard when the war started. They weren't expecting right. it. But you know, if you're if you're playing 45, and well, obviously you're playing Americans at that point, but you're still French, but you're not caught off guard anymore. I mean, it was like four or five years ago. So to still have to suffer through that seems kind of you know okay. Yeah, it's. It's not the it's it's not the most inspired rule uh, in bolt action. Let's let's just go with that. Sure, but yeah. it's it's not a it's not a breaker one way or the other. No. Oh God, no, no, no! It's not a breaker either way. It's just, um, it's uh, it's the dry white toast of rules. It's boring, but it's there, and you can <laughs> as long as, <laughs> as long as you just scrape off the burnt parts and put extra jelly on, you're good to go. Right. Sure. Yes. It's a okay. it's a baguette. Yes. All right. So next one, it's it's an Amer- it's an American baguette. It's not even a good. Oh baguette. yeah. Okay, so next one, uh, this is where you're getting your steak au poivre. To stick with the uh, food theme here, and that is a steak and basically French fries for you Americans. But they obviously don't call them French fries in France. Uh, aren't yes. they aren't they Should frites I? there? <laughs> they do call them frites. Yes. Yeah, I know some so French. That's like this, the order. Nice job, Rick. Good. See, at one twenty-eight. Awesome. Good. You are on a roll tonight, buddy. Uh, forward artillery doctrine. Now, this is where we start getting to some flavorful rules. Uh, this allows you to take a... Free stuff! <clears throat> free stuff! Bullshit! Rick loves. Uh, <laughs> you, you can take a light or medium anti-tank gun at the inexperienced or regular level for free. Or you can take a light or medium artillery piece at the regular or inexperienced level for free. Out of, this rule out of awesome. curiosity... Why would you ever bring it as inexperienced? I'm just saying, like... Flavor. 100% fluffy. bunny stuff. So the rivet counters will bring it in inexperienced. Everyone else will bring a regular. Even then, I don't know. Because it wasn't like French artillery was bad. Right. Right? I mean, these guys were... This was... They were really good. I mean, they had a lot of experience. They just kind of got taken over by the Germans. A free medium howitzer. Well, the Germans drove around them. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm all for it. Oh, yes. Free medium howitzer. That's only dropped once. <laughs> the free medium howitzer is pretty that's, awesome. That's pretty I'm good. not going to lie. I, I can't complain. Because you, well, you can still buy a second one. I mean, Right. That's hello. what I was just about to say. That's you can, crazy. You can have two. Yep. yep. I mean, yes. H, or you can buy a medium anti-tank gun. Right. You still can have both if you want them. That's the one thing I really found right. when I was running my, uh, my list at Bug Eater, which was Market Garden, and I had three HE, and people were just like, I don't even know what to do against that. That's that's a lot of serious indirect firepower that you can get that is just template, template, template. It's just awesome. It's pretty flippin' amazing, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. it Pretty flippin' amazing. I, I like it almost... I like that fact that you get a free unit, or I hate it because you get a free unit. <laughs> but then on top of it, it means you can also get another one. It's, right, like, in... I'm, I'm trying to think of another. All the other exp- ex- other examples are the same way too, right? They're kind of breaking the standard platoon setup, and in this circumstance, like you said, you can have two medium howitzers. That's without having to have two platoons. That's kind of gross. Yep, it's good. It kind of is. I mean, your other rules kind of don't help it, but no, but it's it's super solid, right? Yeah. This is one of the. This is a fantastically good rule. For right. What's a medium howitzer cost? One hundred and five points. So it's a free hundred points. I mean, I, I'm seeing a trend across all of these things that they're about a hundred points. Right. 
The Japanese rule is a little bit more than that. Hey, 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 let's not go back to that one. <laughs> I'm just I'm just putting it in perspective <laughs> across the board. Yeah. It seems like a lot of these are about a hundred points. Give or take so little, yeah. that makes yes. my German rolls probably well. It could be about a hundred points worth of free shots if you add them all together. And, and this rule too also gets picked up by a couple, a few of the other minor uh, allied powers. Not I think the Romanians them. have this too in a I sense. I think there's one other one that has it too. I, uh, is it Poland? No, I don't remember exactly which one. But I know I know there's at least another one that has that, which is, you know, I, I like I like the free stuff. I'd watch Oprah if she gave me free stuff. So I, I would kind of gravitate towards. Uh, you got to pay those. taxes on it, though. Well, you don't have to pay taxes on how it's earned a game. So that's right. Belgians get it. Well, it's the French tax. Right you have to pay. Now. You have to play French to pick it up. So. It's, a, it's a VAT tax. Fair enough. There. I don't know. Jeff's guys look cool. They got some really awesome units that we're going to get to in a minute. I, well, I don't the rest think of the army special rules. It's kind of like so. They're no, they're no Japan or three right. rule Great Britain, but they still have some cool rules. They I do. like, the, I like that you said three rule Great Britain. Well, that's I'm going to call them that from now on. Whenever I see them, like, okay, <laughs> you got your cool three rules, and you're like, <laughs> until someone corrects me otherwise. Like, no, they have seven. And be like, yep, thank you. And then we're done. <laughs> but oh, you're not. No, I, it, that's my job. I, I think it's the beard that does right. it. The beard. If I, I shave my be- beard, the beard that makes you better. Like so that Samson had his strength in his hair, cut his hair. He didn't have any strength. Ooh. Shave your beard. I'll never you shave my just, beard. So. Yeah. See. Yeah, you'd look really weird without. <laughs> I've seen it once or twice, and it's like, hey, who's the new guy? I have. <laughs> and you're like, who's the twelve-year-old with <laughs> with old too. eyes? Yeah. So. Let's get into the last one because I think this one is yeah. this one doesn't come up very often. I don't think, right? You've got to build your list for this right. one. So hurriedly conscripted reserves is uh, the Billy Mays rule. You buy three, you get one free. Buy three, get so one free. You... It's not even two for one. Holy no. shit, that's a lot. Three inexperienced infantry units. You get a fourth inexperienced infantry unit with the same loadout as the cheapest of those first three inexperienced infantry But wait, units. there's more. Yeah, no, not, not really. really. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually not that great. I, I mean, I guess it's a free, what, like 70 points? Maybe? Yeah, it, maybe. Um, if you're going to well, spam uh, yeah. inexperienced uh, infantry for order dice, then that's worth it. it, it sure. Double yeah, platoon yeah. it, and you can you know get, what, seven order dice for three, 400 points or something like that. I, yeah, it, it's okay. I've never used it. I've seen it used in a couple lists, uh, but you really are at that point theming for a horde of inexperienced infantry, and I uh, just not my favorite. The Russians do yeah. better. Yeah, don't doubt. Well, the Russians just get it for free. Right. Now, okay, out of curiosity, if you buy six, do you get two for free? No, it's one per. It's one. Per okay, it's it's rules. essentially a free unit if you buy three inexperienced squads. It seems right because then I guess you could still have two regular or veteran units on top of that, but you don't have any of the backing. Like, for instance, the Soviets have a, a commissar to keep things in line. You don't get any of that stuff. Correct. Yeah, it's not that good. You got to bring an officer for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've seen you play it before, right? You've played this before. I did it once just to see what it was like, and I have never brought it back to the table because. So, it wasn't that right. fun. Inexperienced infantry units are kind of trash. Sorry. No, they, I mean, they are. Just Because you're always in a minus one, and there's a boatload of times where you're 
you're almost always going to be at a minus one modifier for some reason or another. Yes. And there's not enough other stuff in the book to like pick up the slack. Like if I were going to do this with the Russians and then I had a, a KV2 rolling up behind right. it, right. Or an IS or something like that. It's a different right. story. Cause like then these guys are just there to sit on stuff. You're not expecting them to do anything. Those kind of options don't exist past the infantry. Right. In France, Your so. infantry matters and they're not just a meat shield. Right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so I think we just mentioned that your HQ is pretty uneventful. Completely standard. Yep. Yeah. There's no, there's nothing special in the HQs. Cool. All right. Moving right along then, so. since we don't have to talk about that then. Uh, so let's get into the infantry and your, in your small teams. Yep. Right. Uh, so we're going to cover that we have access to regular and inexperienced infantry sections that are the standard loadout guys. Um, they can take an LMG, right? light machine gun you can have the loader carry a pistol you can give them an smg um i'm gonna just bump into it right here because the only thing that makes well one of the things that makes france unique at this point is access to something called a vb launcher kaboom Uh, and base yeah it's an early war rifle grenade is a good way to call it uh our game rules treat it as a light mortar with a range of six six to 18 inches one shot he indirect fire D2, so a one-inch blast. Should I have said Laboom? No. Liboom. No, you shouldn't have said it. <laughs> I just did. Too bad. <laughs> now, the cool thing is, is almost every infantry squad can take one of these little puppies. Uh, just one. How but, many points are they? Uh, in 20 points. So they're they're not cheap. They cost the same. Yeah, and also the same, same as a light mortar, too. Uh, right. Better range, uh, though, isn't difference... it? Isn't, aren't the light mortars still 12? No. Uh, six to eighteen, no, uh, or twelve sh- to twenty-four. Right. Okay, so light mortars yeah, are the shift, same. Shift it by six yeah, inches okay. in, basically. Gotcha. So you can fire closer, but you can't fire as far. What these are really good for, uh, I've have found, is if you get in a defensive position with them, like in a trench, and you're shooting at another unit that's in cover of some sort where they don't want to move, it's awesome because you start ranging in with the with effectively the light mortar in your squad. Um, otherwise, uh, we can't really take them in number like the Japanese knee mortar, so it's not really as good as an assault kind of, of weapon. But in certain circumstances, static fighting or trench warfare is what they were built for. They're not half bad. Other yeah. other well, interesting thing I, I saw is that um, they actually specify for the LMG loader has to be a, is like has to be a model with a pistol or an SMG. Yeah, I that, think that's actually cool. It, there's yeah no there's no other army that like really calls out like hey one of these models has to be doing this you just take whoever yeah. can't fire and that guy's the loader if he's within an inch right yeah I, I it's kind of unique yeah I mean I have guys that carry around little little ammo cases and shit but I like, don't and don't pigeonhole yourself like that I, it's kind of fun though because if you give the guy a pistol what is what rule does salt. a pistol have? Well, it has assault yeah. What does that make him in close tough combat? Fighter. So basically, it's a cheap, tough fighter. Yeah, I mean, pistols are cheap, so it's it's just unique that they call it out because nobody else calls it out. It's yeah, it's just different. I don't know why they did, yep. and I'm I'm kind of cool with it being that way, but it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. But whatever, it's flavor. flavor. It is flavor of fluff and organization. Yep. All right, we're gonna get we're gonna go into the next unit which just so happens to be Chief's favorite unit in the game. I'm not sure if it's because of the models 
or if it's because of that, and I think all of our, our or, listeners can guess. Or the stock in the company that he's uh, <laughs> mining through to been, get the models. Been pumping the shit out of on our, on our show. Uh, I may have kept these guys. No, these yeah, guys sell a lot I, of I should actually contact them yeah, to see if, they'll, uh, see if they want to, you know, Maybe give us some stuff for a tournament. I haven't thought. You mean that. like give us a unit of Dragon Portes to give away? Since well, we I don't think I, I don't sell. think I get it past Jeff. <laughs> You're I right. Think he has them. He would disappear. <laughs> I might intercept your mail and like give you something else. Like, hey, so, thanks for the kitchen sponge. That's great. <laughs> That's yeah. totally useful as a as a prize to give away. So these are the Dragon Portes. I don't I don't know the flavor behind these guys. I. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a confession right up front that I'm not gonna give 100 percent to my pronunciation on the portes because my French is awful. I think that's how it's said, but if it's wrong, I'm well, portes doesn't sound anyway. right. So it's, that no, it sounds doesn't. like a no, place doesn't. you take a dump. <laughs> the, the dragon portes. <laughs> the dragon porta potty. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay. So what these guys are? Uh, this is basically an attempt at mechanized infantry. Uh, but mechanized in as much that they either would be with a tank unit, they would ride in the French half-tracks, uh, or they would be with the cavalry, uh, and by cavalry I mean like cavalry tank units and reconnaissance units, and ride in trucks. Uh, they had special trucks made for them, for the squad, which you will also see me running later, and we'll talk about in the truck section, the, the Lafley 20 STs. Spoiler um, alert. The cool thing about these, spoiler alert, yeah. Uh, the cool thing about these guys is, is that they're a regular infantry unit, they can take two LMGs. Super. That awesome. is so that is not actually power. very regular. Yeah, that's not very normal. Yeah, at all. no, like almost. No, usually it's the only veterans that have two LMGs yeah, in the squad. That's it's usually late war, and it's yeah, it's usually late war veterans that have two LMGs. Otherwise, that's or not some very other common. special squad that's veteran. I I actually like that. Now I can see why you're running these guys is because you can get uh, a a ten man squad with. Two LMGs for 140 points, and that's a good buy at that point. Ton of that firepower. Is, that yep, is nasty. That point level, yeah. Ton of firepower. Yes, and it does. And it does help that uh, Crusader miniatures. Here's your plug again. Have started <laughs> making these miniatures, a full range of them, and they're flipping awesome. So, I literally think I've purchased 60 or 70 guys now. It's yeah, they look great. Sad. No, it's no, it's not sad. It's great. Are, are you going to cons- the, the one for one ratio that I was doing at the British there? Nice. Close, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Pretty close. These guys are—they're really—they're a really solid infantry unit, uh, and in the combo, spoiler alert, with the combo with their vehicle, can lay down an awful lot of gunfire. Yeah. It's great. That's that's pretty that's pretty awesome for 140 points, and you can still get a VB launcher if you really want to go to like 160 points. If I really want to. Yep. If I really wanted to, I could. I like it. Uh, spoiler alert: I have three of those VB launchers in these models, but they're being converted to something else for my. Late war America. All I heard when you did that was that you had your pinky to the corner of your mouth. I'm just saying. I, I felt like there was some evil yes. villain, villainry there. but They might not be sharks with laser beams on their heads. <laughs> but they might. But they might be And they might be bald. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so these these guys are great. They're, they're a really solid infantry I, choice. I was going to say, I like them now that you've pointed out that they're a regular squad with two LMGs. That, that makes a lot of sense in why you're running them. Fair yeah. enough. All right, let's. Yep, moving right along, we're going into the. I'm going to just say group because it's that's how we'd say it in America. (laughs) The Frank Sesgia veterans. These are the veterans. (laughs) So group Frank, SES or GIA. I don't. I think you do say it like GIA veteran. I say bar, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's all good. 
Okay, is... so <laughs> your history lesson here, these are your special forces guys, and these are your paratroopers uh, that France had at the start of the war. However, they never got to deploy as paratroopers because it was all defensive. And right. just, it, there was no way you were getting a bird in the sky. <laughs> It'd be great if they took off and then just jumped out of the airplane right to where they were. Just, just, right ooh, there we go. We made it. <laughs> right, right yes. <laughs> all right. Now defend yeah. your position. Yep. It's yeah. like 50 yards from where front. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. So they didn't really get, but they are highly trained. That's right. Why they're, they're, they're still badasses. And then the group front guys, this is, this is sort of after Dunkirk, but before, France surrenders. These are just ad hoc guys at a platoon to company level. So it's very small groups of soldiers. Uh, they threw together whatever they had and they just kind of rolled around causing whatever mischief and fighting wherever they felt like it. So well outside the command structure, uh, they just sort of did their own thing to try and try and fight the Germans. So cool. It's ad hoc. Units. These are so what kind of cool. five to 12 uh, man squads. Yeah. Correct. And two light machine guns again at veteran status and, and Yep, these are your veterans with two machines. Hey, they can now. ski for free. And they can yeah. have skis if you want to go. Oh, wow, that's, that's huge that they get that for free. Free skis, no lift ticket, but you can ski for free. <laughs> you can ski for free. I was going to say I feel kind of sad that like now that you've given that description that they don't have something to kind of give that, uh, you know, a flavor to that. I guess skis for free is something, but it's not the same. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's it is what it is. The the models are are if you can find anything to represent them are pretty fun because you can use anything. I mean, you can use like the guys that are look like the Maquis guys from late in the war. You, know, you can really have some. fun. And you can them. get four SMGs in the squad. Yep. Yep. So you can get two LMGs and four SMGs and just have yourself a grand and ski for free. And, and ski for free. Now, of course, it does say that's the Chasseur de, de Alpine, so your your mountain troops are the ones. So, a particular free, flavor right? selector. Okay, you got it. Nice. Yep. So these guys are solid. And then oh, your right. your second favorite unit is uh, next, I believe. Third, third favorite, really? but, okay. but third. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll get to the second favorite in a minute. But yes, the foreign legionnaires. I love these guys. Um, they're my go. If I play veterans, these are my go-to veteran guys. Um. So a number of foreign legion units were pulled. Normally they're only stationed in the colonies of Africa. They're not supposed to operate in France itself. But, of course, for the war, facing down the, the German army, they pulled a lot of units back into the defense of France. Um, if you know the foreign legion, these are some of the rougher, tougher guys you'll ever meet in your life. Um, uh, they're great fighters. They acquitted themselves very well uh, during the Battle of France, many units dying to a man because that's they how they They got the stubborn rule then, right? So, Yes, they have the stubborn rule. They're That's very an tough awesome to get rule. Really. I love that one. Me too. Me too. Other than that, uh, they're you know game mechanics wise, they're just a veteran infantry squad. But you can get the mod. Lots of guys make these models with the kepi hats, and you can have a lot of fun with them. So yeah, that's the uh, foreign legion. Very solid. Well, what did we lose, Rick? Am I dreaming here? Uh, who knows. Oh, he's, he's coming back. Okay, so I'm just going to keep right on rolling here. We'll keep going. The The next unit in the list is my second favorite, and that is the Senegalese Tiralures. What was that last part? Tiralures. Tiralures would be how I would say it. Um, 
my my sister in law who speaks far better French than I says it's a much more guttural sound when you say it, and I I can't. I don't speak it, German but... then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So these are your yeah. Sure. <laughs> so these are your colonial troops. Uh, these are the guys from. They get their name from the country of Senegal, which was a, a France French your vacation colony. destination. Um, my last vacation destination. Uh, it's also a catch-all term that uh, that the army used for almost all of their colonial troops. So you might have Senegalese, Algerian, Senegalese, whatever. So it, they didn't always just come from Senegal. Okay. But these are your these are your your uh, assault infantry, so to speak. Uh, they have the tough fighter rule. They're regulars. Uh, you can give them the same loadout with the the SMGs, the LMG, and the VB launcher. But their big thing is the tough fighter rule. Uh, so they're your they're your best fighting infantry. And they're regular this. too, correct? So correct. regular tough correct. fighter, yes. that's pretty good. Very so good. Now yeah, I see that both the last two squads are, are are five to eleven man squads. Mm-hmm. So you kind of kind of bumping yeah. the 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 Mystic ten man magic mark. Yeah, the f- France rolls with twelve is a pretty okay. standard number. Uh, I don't know why that is. It's just how they were organized. So yeah, so that's uh, that's your Senegalese Wait, guys. There. So, but it it oh, looks like yeah. you can get twelve men in that unit. What I'm seeing, yes. you, the the twelfth man only has a pistol. Okay, sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can actually get and he can a get a submachine gun. So you can get points. up to twelve. Yeah. It's yep. kind of all right. Weird. I mean, that's kind of spendy, but but no, it's thirteen points as opposed to eleven points. It's two points, and he comes with an SMG. I suppose that well, that makes him exactly right. Point just wise. a weird yeah. way of putting it, and they they specify right. a loadout. Yeah, you got to buy the guy, and then you got to buy his gun. It's a, for a lot of points, actually. It's a it's but, an a la carte build, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> the the extra guy, the extra pistol armed guy, is only seven points. Right, which He's is cheap. a cheap a cheap body on the on the field. Right, and giving him the SMG, which effectively gives him tough fighter, is only six more points. So that puts him up well, to thirteen. But which the is beauty, what he the pistol, cost. but pistol gives you tough fighter. It's got assault on it as well. Okay. Well, and they're already tough. Right, fighters. so it doesn't right. actually matter. <laughs> so it's kind but, of you know the SMGs. It's purely, yeah, it kind of works out points wise. It's just flavory, I guess, but. So this is a rules query then. Does that make this unit full strength at 11 men or at 12 men? 12, because oh. you can buy a 12th man. Maximum right? options. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. Perfect. Yep. Uh, side note, historical side note, because I always do these. Uh, there's a little flavor text in the book here about the long machete-type blade called a coop-coop. Or coop-coop. I'm not sure if the P is silent or not in this one. Um, fun fact, I saw one of those when I was in Senegal. If I saw someone brandishing it at me, I would pee my pants because it was super scary. <laughs> All right. So well-deserved reputation for being for kicking ass. So okay. thumbs up. Uh, next in the list is your Moroccan gourmet. I'm going to go with. So it's, sure. it's not gourmet. gourmet. Oh, okay. it's not gourmet. 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 I think it's gourmet. Gourmet. Right. I think yeah. we should stop trying. Gourmet. I don't know. Sorry it's, again. Like I said, it, my French is awful. I apologize. Yep. Um, Flavor-wise, uh, obviously it's a different colonial set. I don't know that anybody makes models for these guys, but they're, they look really good too when you see them because they kind of wear the long, what you think of as the robes people wear in the desert, like the more traditional kind. If you're thinking of 
maybe not exactly Bedouins, but something close to it. Uh, and with the sandals, so they look like the guys you would see in the desert fighting, which makes sense being from Morocco, being Moroccan. Okay. Uh, Rules-wise, these are your veteran tough fighters you can get in this list. So a very, very solid choice if you just really need some ass kickers in your list. Tough fighters again. Who doesn't? Who doesn't yeah. need ass kickers? Veteran tough fighters. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I would call them boot kickers, but they don't have boots by the sounds of it. So they what differs between kickers. them and the Senegalese? Sorry, nope. The regular, tough, regular no, the last, the last veteran, veteran one that had tough fighter was yep. there. No, the last veteran. Foreign no, Legion, right? No. Okay. Stubborn. No, Foreign okay. Legion has stubborn. Gotcha. Yeah. So these guys, these guys seem to have like every, all of the cool, units that are like the right way. I, I, I'm maybe that's a really shitty way of saying it, because <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. This is about as good as your French was. No, right? <laughs> that's, well, that's given. But they have a they have a veteran unit that's stubborn. They have a regular unit that's tough fighter. They have a veteran that's a... tough fighter. Yeah, they they kind of give you all the colors of the rainbow, and they and you know if you're playing some historically, I don't think you'd see all of these units in one single army in one spot, right? No, but it gives you a lot of flexibility. Whereas I feel like you don't always get all of these options in a lot of other lists. Which I think is cool. You get yes. a rifle squad or an SMG squad or a, <laughs> or a ski squad. Or a ski squad. Yeah. None of the it's Russians kinda, ski for you know, free, I mean, though. True. France has a ton of colonies, too, right? I mean, England mm-hmm. England obviously had more, but France had plenty of colonies. But rather than have, like, you know, the seven-rule thing that the English got, we kind of just used the rules that were standard to the book and threw them <laughs> in the same list. Right. No. So instead of going full scaven like they did with the – Great Britain, they kind of stuck with their rules here. Right. The yeah, no, it's it, but I, I feel like it's very flavorful and they have a lot of choices. Yeah. They do. They do. All right. It's great. Let's get through the last two by the looks of my agenda here. No, the last two that, that we, we yeah, no worry. That cavalry, we need to talk about. You like guys on you like guys on horses? We've got a player in our club that loves guys on horses. I'm not sure why. <laughs> Just no not gonna lie. I, I don't I, have an answer. They also either. still don't have heads on them, just saying. Yeah. It's a Dave, you might want to work on that. It's a sleepy hollow yeah. theme. There you go. Nice, it, Dale. Yeah. If they're on horseback, <laughs> I'll give him credit for that. But otherwise, none he of his other have guys a pumpkin have somewhere. His 88, he puts it out, and then it like falls apart on the table <laughs> as you're playing with it. And I weep. I cry, weep. too. Anyone want to sneak too. over in between turns? You're on the bathroom and like, glue it together for him? Yeah, I... Uh, if he took his eyes off it for longer than two minutes, I would. I, I painted a truck for him, and I still have it in my possession because he won't take care of it until he buys a transport of some kind. Home box. Very simple. That'll yep. be the day. Yeah. So, cavalry. Yeah. So, yeah. cavalry, the very standard cavalry. You can get them veteran or regular. Six to 13 guys riding horses around. They've got the, cal- the cavalry carbines. Uh, the cavalry entry is pretty standard for any of your early war armies that can take guys on horses, so. Mobility, um, toned down a little bit since the last edition and how well they fight in an assault, but still pretty good if you can get them. They're no Lancers. Right. They're no Lancers, though. Yeah, they're no Lancers, that's for sure. The Lancers are in the Polish Army, Uh, just in case anyone was curious about that. Yes. We'll get there someday. I realize you guys knew that, but anyone listening would be like, what in that crap are they talking about? Did Final Fantasy show up again or what? Pretty sure they say that all the time. Yeah. Talking about high elves. <laughs> yeah, they, the, the download count is just because they couldn't have possibly said something that stupid. What was that again? Oh, we can oh, say We say lots stupid. of shit that's stupid, so. Oh, just God. somebody <laughs> happened to hit record, that's all. 
Yeah, that's that's about it. Wait, I should probably make sure that I actually hit record. Yeah, so you should okay, okay, guys, I'm I'm recording. All right, we're good, good job coming back from break. <laughs> good, good, that would... Woo! <laughs> I was freaking out for a second there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Jesus. No one would be happy. La- All right, last ent- last entry in the infantry section because I'm going to keep this moving. Thank you. Motorbikes with sidecars, so not just regular beep, beep. motorbikes. Beep beep. Uh, fun fact, the guys that rode these motorbikes in these sidecars are the exact same models as those Dragon Portes guys. So they look pretty cool. They got the scarves. They rode around on the bikes, causing mischief and mayhem wherever they go. Is this a plug for for Crusader miniatures? It's or is this... It's about to be because Crusader just released their motorcycles with sidecars for the uh, Dragon Portes guys. Right. So... Uh, it's it's the Gnome Roan, I believe, is the motorcycle style with the sidecar. Okay. I I purchased six of them. Uh, they're already put together and painted because they're that awesome. I freaking love them. I don't know if motorbikes are the best points effective choice in a list, but there's a lot of cool points with them. Uh, so it's five points to get the motorbike and per guy. So it's like ten Oosh. points for the guy and the dude on the sidecar. So right, five apiece. It lets you move as if you're a wheeled vehicle except that you can make as many turns as you want to. So you're not limited to the 290 degrees. You can make as many turns as you want to. Like any other motorcycle, essentially. Yep. It gives you the recce rule. So you can do an escape move away from a shot if you haven't taken an order yet. Uh, So, But that's that's about where the coolness ends. Because once you dismount purposely, you take the bikes off. Right. And they're gone. And they can't can't shoot while they're on their bikes. Uh, they can actually. They just can't move. And right, right. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, they can't nice. move. That's and not shoot. too bad. Yeah. yeah, you can give a fire order, just right. not an advance right. order. That's that is a good credit. So they still get an LMG in there too, don't they? You can purchase an LMG for. That's them, not yes. so bad then. This is interesting. They consolidate up to two D6 rather than D6. <laughs> beep That's beep. Uh, motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're assaulting so, on motorcycles. They can assault while. No, they, they cannot, cannot assault. assault, but they can be assaulted. Well, they can be assaulted. Right. Yes. So if they win the assault, yep. they can consolidate 2d6. Correct. So these are your positional shifting troops. You want to get out to an objective someplace or move some guys fast to another part of the board, this is how you do it if you don't want to buy transport. Right. It's, yeah, if you want to ride them on a road or something. Oh, hell, even on, the, even on open ground, they're still pretty good. So yeah, open ground's twenty four yeah. inches and the road's yeah. forty eight. You can have up to thirteen guys. Are you right? Are you for, is the one bike without a passenger then? Yeah, I figure one guy's sitting on the handlebars. <laughs> He's just riding. <laughs> oh yeah, that's riding your sissy in the back. Someone's got to ride, bitch. Someone's got to ride. I wasn't going to say that word, but that's where I was headed. Yep. Yeah, well, it's, it, I mean, it's no it's no British guy on roller skates like Hickey Bob off the <laughs> of a motorcycle. Just sketching along. <laughs> yeah, but no, these I haven't I I haven't played a game with these guys yet, but you will be seeing them on the table for me, especially in casual games, because they it's it's really fun. So. Yeah, sweet minis too. And like you said, they they match up with your Dragon Portes pretty well. Yes. Yep. That's all I got to do is paint. Uh, 13 more of those guys and uh, only yeah you have them though so it's not a big deal I have them so yeah don't forget about your train what (laughs) come on man I cracked out like three buildings in four days no shit you painted them I'm I'm not concerned I'm not concerned about him I'm concerned about the rest of us but I'm not concerned about Jeff 
Actually, I'm always concerned about all of us all the time. Yeah. When I start painting buildings, look out. It goes fast. Yeah, no shit. All right. I think that wraps up the infantry. It seems like the infantry is always where all of – we spend the most time, obviously. I feel like it's where the most flavor comes in. Everything else is kind of yeah. eh, usually. Well, it's an infantry-based game, so I guess it would kind of help. True. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like we've done this in every other one where we're like, there isn't anything of, of consequence beyond this. All right, so why don't we talk about the tanks? And Pat wrote, ooh, la, la, and I don't really know that that's... I was really getting kind of punchy at the end of this. And <laughs> just... it's a two, this is like a two-page outline, so uh, I can understand. Sort of ran out of steam here. Yeah, yeah you're like, eh, screw it, like, I'm done. Hey, look, fun stuff, yay, go. Well, let's go through any of the other small teams. Is there anything else, Jeff, that we should talk about? Uh, no, you have access to the boys' anti-tank rifle, which Woo! most early war armies get. Yeah, it's, I, I don't want to call it garbage, but it's sort you of You get garbage. standard standard artillery. It's standard rubbish. You get your, all your standard yep. artillery up yep. through light through heavy, which yep. is awesome. One of them for free. Uh, you can, you get light or medium mortars, but not, not a heavy well, mortar. Well. Uh, anti-tank guns, this is where you're going to start seeing the deficiency of the early war French list. You can have a light anti-tank gun, or you can have a medium anti-tank gun. And it kind of stops gun, there. And that's it. Yeah. So the best you're going to find in here is a medium anti-tank it's gun. It's like they got overrun or something. They have time to Pretty much, you know, yeah. figure out that tanks are going to be a significant part of the war before they are done. Yeah. And then they had panzers driving down their throats. So. They're like, hey, look, these yeah, tanks are pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> we should have done something about how to <laughs> we should protect get, We should get them. some of these. Wow. Yeah, awesome. No doubt. Tell you a fun story. If if I had a choice between taking French tanks and German tanks at the start of the war, I'd still take French tanks. At the start of the war, maybe. Yeah. That's right. What I just said. Start of the war. <laughs> after after that, though, I don't think you'd play that same game. Uh, no. Well, you no, mean that the Panzer One wasn't all that fantastic? Or Panzer Two? Or Panzer Three wasn't bad. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll get into sure. that. Yeah. All right. All right. You want to do tanks first? You want let's to do armored cars first. first. All right, armored cars is more is a little more interesting here in the French list. So you've got a wide array and assortment of kind of kind of semi garbage armored <laughs> cars here, and a couple good ones. Uh, you can get something like the uh, the AMC Schneider P16 half track, which is uh, a closed top half track with a low velocity light anti tank gun. Get used to that low velocity; you're going right. to see that a lot. It's one of those reoccurring uh, theme for, things. Yes, it is. Uh, you can get a couple tankettes that have MMGs on them. Yay. Woo! You can get a couple Hey, the other... Japanese prize those very highly. Yeah, they yes. call them tanks. Yeah. They called them tanks. They gave them so much praise. <laughs> There's a lot of... The rest of these are all kind of, you know, nothing special there. Uh, Turret-mounted, low-velocity light-handed tank guns are pretty common. The AMD Laffley 50AM, the uh, Panhard 165-178. Do you have any autocannons in the army there? <laughs> yeah, I got an anti-aircraft one, but no, I don't have any on any, any vehicles. I heard those are the most recent cat's meow. Yes. It's, However, sh- sifting through all of these, shall I call them flavorful and unique-looking models? I would go with that, yes. They are. They look cool. They look cool. Matters. Don't get me wrong. They look super cool. Uh, you get one gem in here, and that's the uh, Panhard 178, or Panard. I'm not sure which way is right. Panard sounds correct. Uh, so this guy is your... Your seven, your seven plus armored car, turret mounted light anti tank gun with a coaxial MMG, and he's got the recce. So he's fully so enclosed he's... recce, 
with yep. a four plus and an MMG. Standard anti, finally a light standard. For 115 points, that's not bad. 115 regular, not bad. Are you guys? I'm I'm looking at. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Never mind. Cool. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So I'm going to talk about this one really quick. Uh, fun fact: they had quite a few of these. Uh, they were they required themselves quite well. They did very good, and were good enough that after France surrendered, Germany took all of them. Uh, and used them all over the place in Operation, what was that again, Rick? Bar- Barbosa? Barbarossa? Yes. I'm not that drunk yes. tonight. Bar- Barbershop? Operation Barbershop? Did they, did they change them all to be called Pumas? No. They, oh, no they're not okay. that good. <laughs> they're not <laughs> that good. good. They're, they're only an armor off and a, a penetration off, but it's, yeah. yeah only. only. Just only, only yeah. And, and of 45 points cheaper, to be fair. Yes, you, you do yeah. pay for that. So, no, it's a it's a very solid. Is this the one you typically run, Jeff? Yes, this okay. is. I keep one seeing I that the, the years of service are nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty. Hmm. Well, in the French book, that is the principal right. service. After that, they were kind of not. It, they were. After that, you have to look at the. <laughs> right. That's what it was. Well, kind of like they were just being occupied or something. They've got some that were in North Africa. <laughs> the the Panard one sixty five one seventy five looks like it was in North Africa. Different yep. vehicle, but yeah, yep. that was in North Africa. But yeah, the majority of the French vehicles has kind of stopped being used by the French in 1940. I wonder right. what happened there. To keep, I'm like, curious. Yeah, I wonder what happened. I don't Spoiler know. alert. You get some of the more unique ones, Will be you'll see a lot of them in North Africa. So when you start playing the uh, Mediterranean campaign, uh, and you start playing the North African, you'll get to see some of these other ones. Colonial units had these. Well, um, they're they're not particularly great, but they're, they were still French, so... There's that. Cool. So, cool. So, that's pretty much what you got. Well, I like that your cost. tank destroyers all have. Well, what? They got a medium anti tank in one of them. Yes. Yes. Let's take a look at tank Both destroyers. Of them? All three? Um, Wait. All three. Uh, fun fact none of these tank destroyers are armored. Yeah, they all soft skin. I'm so confused now. Where am I looking for this? In armored cars then? Anti tank? No, they'll, they'll, they'll be in tank selector. Tank, yeah, I was going to say, like, tank hunters are in tank selector. But this is tank destroyers. All right, okay. Confused other tanks. So, uh, when you're desperate and you're getting your ass handed to you (laughs) and you need something to kill tanks. You put it on something really fast. You got it. You put it on a truck and And go to town. And just run it at it. So, you get the Lafley, the the S20TL. is a light anti-tank gun. You throw it on a truck, forward or rear-facing, whichever way you got the thing loaded up. Shoot and scoot is basically the idea with that one. It's a light anti-tank gun, you know, front or rear. It's a truck, soft skin. Soft skins are okay at survivability. They're not They're not great. You know, if a guy's got a tiger and smacks you with a tiger, you're going to well, die. Well, it could but be but armor mostly, 9 and you'd get smacked. So the role of tank destroyer was never to be sitting on the battlefield going squared off with tanks. It was to move fast, get in position, Precisely. fire a shot, move away. And, right, to, and to be at the back of, you know, the infantry lines or wherever, just not be up front. Right. And then the, the other one, the Citroën, the Citroën, Citroën, Craig Greasy, Porti, same, same concept. Light in a tank gun, throw it on truck, have at it. The one I ran at Bug Eater and the one I really like is the Lafley TCC tank hunter. So this was purpose built to be a tank destroyer rather than just throwing a gun on a truck. Uh, so this this was a gun on a truck, but they made a mounting and an 
was supposed to have an enclosed armored cab on it for the for the gun too, like a little rotating turret on the back of the truck. However, they built one of those, realized it took way too long to build one, and started just rolling them out with a gun with without the uh, armor on it. They realized you could replace were, guys more frequently than replacing them armor. No, they were just super desperate to get anything in the field at this point. Fair Super enough. Desperate. Only eighty-five points. That being on that said, too. yeah, it's it's inexperienced yes. or uh, pretty regular. expensive. Yeah, yeah, regular for eighty-five. Fun fact about these: they didn't make very many of them because the war didn't last very long. Once they started rolling off the assembly line, however, super effective. There was one unit of these guys, five of these guys, operating as a unit that knocked out something like twenty-three or twenty-four German tanks in the space of four days. Wow. That's that's pretty Just cool. Shoot, run, shoot, and and that's a mix of Panzer threes and fours too. I mean, that's not the Panzer ones. I bet you they didn't have to deal with Tiger fear. They did not. <laughs> so they what? Medium anti tank. That's a plus five. Mm-hmm. That's not Correct. bad. That's, no, it's no. really. Uh, it is rear facing though, so be aware that it's rear facing when you're maneuvering that vehicle. Right, because a truck gets a truck gets turns, like two, degrees on two turns. Yeah. Yes, and they don't back up very fast. Right. No, like six inches. So this is uh, this is an ambush predator. You stick it someplace where you're gonna as as far out as you want to because it can move away from the enemy really quick. Right. But if you want to reposition closer to the enemy, that's going to be a. Which they, they kind of you know knew that the enemy was crawling up their ass anyway, so they probably could put those in a good spot. Exactly. Good purpose. Yep. But this is a su- a surprisingly resilient and solid choice in the list. I ran this at Bug Eater. It acquitted itself quite well. Two Shermans. Um, couple other vehicles here and there and drew fire when i needed it to so i was very happy with its performance especially for that's still taking your points. tank slot though right it's right, your quote-unquote tank slot i was gonna say we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> else is there to take the arg- tank slots your arguably laughable tank slot well there's there's three good choices in the tank section the problem is none of them have medium anti-tank guns okay this is one of two medium anti-tank guns i can get in the list so, spoiler alert, the biggest limiting factor on France being a, a very competitive army in tournaments and settings is the severe lack of anti-tank capabilities. Yeah. We have nothing heavier than a medium anti-tank gun at all, and there's very limited choices to get to I still think those. that, uh, we, I think we talked those. about this, that even the tanks are, are kind of a pitfall in the game that people seem to want to keep jumping into. It's, it's a hey. unit that you can take. Yes, but it also it also relies on you being able to deal with tanks to some extent still. You still have to be able to deal with armor, and I, I agree with Jeff that I don't think the French are very good at dealing with armor in general. Well, no, they lost. They, right. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so screw those guys. They shouldn't well, do any of this shit. No, I'm just no, saying. Right. No, I, they, no, they, I know. They I know what you're saying, but armor. right, they don't. Yeah. They so the and, and it plays out in their it. rules. Right, and it, it definitely plays out I'm in their still rules. Saying that... Go ahead. I I was burping. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll Thanks. I'll interject then. What we haven't what we haven't seen yet, really in our in our club, is a is a panther or a tiger or an IS two or Jesse really running one of those KVs at us yet. We haven't really seen that yet. And when we do, you're going to see why you've got to have some kind of anti-tank yeah. in your list. Because 5-plus isn't going to cut it. Even from the tournament right. side, I haven't seen anything seven. that nasty in tournament. I mean, I 
I, I guess in the team tournament I saw a panther, but that spent his entire time hiding from my 17-pounder. Chicken. Well, and you had a 17-pounder on well, the yeah, right. you had, you, had the, you actually had the answer to some of those big, super heavy tanks. Yeah, a 17-pounder yeah. is the answer to those big Most heavy Most people tanks. can't feel that, and the French for sure damn can't. Pro- they can't provide anything. <laughs> that the only super heavies in the game, game are the Russian close. and the British Army. I don't even know if the Germans right. have a super heavy. They got the they got the eighty eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, the eighty eight is yeah. super heavy. There's there's but, uh, three that powers that have it. You can buy it as dual purpose if you okay. want. Too expensive. But you but you don't have you to. can buy it as a, as uh, the cheaper end is like a hundred and ten or something like that. But that'll yeah. that'll blast tanks off. And actually, the Italians also have a ninety millimeter, which is a super heavy and a tank gun and okay. aircraft that can shoot as a tank gun. And the Americans in their expanded units list have a ninety millimeter super heavy and a tank gun. It's like they so started dealing with armor. Everybody has it, right? Yeah, yeah. The late wars all have them. Maybe not the Japanese. They'll do the Japanese. Have I don't think so. <laughs> not in the base list. Maybe yeah. in one of the expanded yeah. ones they do. I think they call it a suicide tank bomber. I was gonna say they do have a guy that gets plus eight. When yeah, he gets right. Close to you. That's about as super heavy as you can get. Yeah, they they got a stick with a bomb on the end of it. That's about as good as it gets. It's pretty accurate, though. So anyway, yeah. I digress. So what about these yeah, French so tanks? No, that's, no, it's, it's not about the size of so the that's, weapon. That's it's how you the use it factor. or where you put it. <laughs> it still depends on the size, the length of your pole. Anyway. So, I do wah, roll wah, with lunch mines, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, so that's the limiting factor here is the anti-tank. But that, that particular tank hunter is great. All right, let's flip over to the tanks because this is, this is something fun that uh, – we here in the States don't really learn about because France was out of the war so fast. First off, there's a lot of choices in the French list for tanks, right? The The problem is, is most of them are light tanks or holdovers from World War One designs, which are very slow, usually not armed with anything good. Um, yeah, that's how I describe most of them. So <laughs> the FTs, the, char- the D1s, and the D2s, they're all kind of the same light tanks with the one-man turret rule, which is awful, and light anti-tank guns, or low-velocity light anti-tank guns. So not, nothing too fancy. The one-man turret rule means uh, you have st- to make a t- an order test every time you advance, if regardless you, of pins. If you want to advance and shoot, yes, you've got to make an order test. And if you fail, of... you get to just advance, correct? You, no. sit there like you don't do anything, right? Yeah, that's what no, I thought. you fail an order test, so you're backing away. Wrong, oh, that's right. Pedal. You're running away. Yep, that's right. Yes. So that's a humongous limiting factor for these. But you have to test regardless of pins. That's just ouch. Yeah, that's that sucks. It's it's so you you basically you move, you stop, and then you shoot from that position. Yeah, not so great. That, that's kind of that's kind of. Sounds like they right. counter Tiger Fear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, something like that. Yeah, well, no, it's it's point. Okay, so I'm going to touch the standout, what I consider the standouts in this list. Standouts of the Samoa or Samoa, I've heard it pronounced both ways, the S35. This thing's a great tank, right, uh, within, within the French list. So you're looking at a light tank, turret-mounted light in a tank gun, coaxial MMG, 135 points. One-man turret rule, which sucks. However, it's got improved front armor, so getting shot in the front makes you armor not. Yeah, that's pretty good. Which is very useful. It's pretty solid. Uh, fun fact, this is this was an excellent tank at the start of the war. This was far better than 
a Panzer III at the start of the war for armor protection. Uh, had a 47 millimeter gun, which isn't really reflected in these rules very well, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it was the design the Americans looked at when they were designing the M4 Sherman to, for the front hull. You sit one of these next to an M4 Sherman, the cast ones, you'll be like, oh, I see where they got the idea for that. Yeah. Front. So that's kind I of. I was cool. noticing that when I was looking at it. It reminded me a lot of a Sherman. It's actually a very cool looking tank. Yes. And it's so cool that, uh, again, after France surrendered, uh, the Germans appropriated these. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to use one after 1940, look in the German list. Okay. Uh, and these got used all over all over Europe by, by the Germans. Uh, it's kind of second-line unit tanks, so partisan patrol and defending not as important in critical areas, that's where you'll see this tank a lot. But for start of the war, it's a great tank, great tank. Uh, okay, let's skip over my favorite. We'll go to my second or third favorite here, the Char 2C. Oh, I know what your first is this, then. Yeah, <laughs> this thing is a behemoth. Holy cow. And, and I... In every sense of the word, it's a 75-ton tank. Jeez Louise. Which, spoiler alert, um, I think that's actually three tons heavier than an Abrams. Wow. Current main yeah. battle tank. When your tank sits around the house, the thing, it sits around the house. It, it is the house. It is the house. It is the No doubt, this is the Andre the Giant of the French. Only 190 points, choices. though. I mean, come on. Who, who was also French, yes. by the way. Andre? I mean, I hope so. Andre, of course, yeah. Andre. 33 feet long. Jeez Louise. Uh, trench spanner. I, I mean, think about that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like the exposed top treads, and that's just from a strategic point of view, but. So it's an old Right. It's kind of a holdover. Design. It's a very much a it, holdover. It looks, like a, it, it looks like a land battleship. It really does. It looks like something out of Willy Wonka, I'm not going to lie. Yep. The fun thing is they actually, you know, I mean, these were actually produced. Jeez, there weren't a ton of them. There's 10. Um, super, I mean, you know, all the propaganda reels, they show these things. They're like, don't, don't you dare invade France. We've got these giant ass tanks. And they had three of them. Uh, well, 10 of them. <laughs> ten. 10, all right. It, 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 all right. And they're, 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 they're slow. They're like the they look very similar to like the Churchill and like the, the T-35. Is that the, the Russian battle tank? Or is that C-28? Which is the super yeah, long with the yeah. five freaking turrets? Yeah, something like that. I, I forget. The, you see the 28 or 35. I think it's a 35 is a long one. But yeah, so it's got turret-mounted light howitzer, front and side. Turret-mounted MMG, rear and side. Turret, uh, forward-facing MMG, front. MMG covering the front left. MMG covering the front right. So you can throw out an She's got some guns. ass load of MMG fire. Yeah. Well, I think Not it has to be that long. Just to, I think it has to be that long just to have ammo boxes for all those machine guns. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. Oh, fun fact, it had a crew of 12. Wow, and they all fit inside. That's that's <laughs> more than a B-52, isn't it? Yeah. Wasn't there only seven yes. in a B-52? The B-17? So, yeah, yeah. Early, a little earlier. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit. A little earlier, yeah. It's, er, that's a ridiculous number of guys that's, in the vehicle. That's a lot of guys. Yeah, that's, some really close friends there. Yeah, no doubt. All, all Don't that's fart. said and done at regular, it's 190 points. And it's a medium tank. Armor value is only nine. Okay. Now, if you want to go for broke, you have the option to upgrade it to a heavy to a damage value ten heavy tank, and give it the command vehicle rule for a hundred and five. Go tank wars. Yeah. yeah, if you're into tank so wars. Two ninety five, you can have a damage value ten heavy tank. 
Okay. In the early war, and good luck stopping that in an early war. Yeah, that's that's yeah. on par with the Churchill. Yeah, except this has got a sh- ass load more guns. Yeah, the Churchill, Churchill. kind of thought of that as a secondary thing. The Churchill is considered to be moving cover for infantry, so. Yeah, but, this is just a moving fort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. This is, this is the whole fort moving yep. with you, yes. Minus the moat. And minus the moat, yeah, pretty much. And, of course, sadly, the, the sad part about this is, is during the war, these never got to get used. Yeah. They're, they're, they're on a rail transport moving away from the front to a better position. Germans quickly overran, started to overrun the positions, and the French destroyed them so the Germans wouldn't get them. It's kind of a sad end to such yeah. a flipping awesome Sabotage. Thing. So it goes. Yep. As is. As All right. Is. All right. So that's that's the 2C. Uh, we're going to flip over to my favorite tank now, and that's the, the, the B1 Biss. Yeah, I knew that's where it was going. Best, as I like to call it, best in slot for you, <laughs> or you, for you uh, WoW players out there. I'm very happy that I put both of those on, on our agenda there. Yeah, you called them out. Well, you yep. didn't actually say Biss, but... Well, the Charby one. To be assumed. The Charby one is, is probably as good as it gets for the French, quite honestly. <laughs> this thing's actually a pretty awesome tank. Yep. Uh, again, you get uh, you get your armor value 9. It's a medium tank. It's armored all around, which means there's no no modifiers for shooting it in the back or the sides. So it's, it's solid at 9, right? You don't have to worry about showing your sides. It is slow, but, you know, that happens. Big tanks are. Uh, let me let me put a pin in that. I'm gonna come back to that one in just a minute. But uh, you get a turret-mounted light anti-tank gun with a coaxial MG, one forward-facing hull-mounted light howitzer, Jeez, nice. and a forward-facing yeah. hull MMG. Fun guns to the front. Yep. The downside is it has the one-man oh, turret, yep. and in fact, it is the exact same turret as the Samoa S35 has okay. because budget cuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, fun facts about this tank. This thing's a real ass kicker. Um, it, uh, at Stone, I think it was uh, Leclerc, drove this thing around and destroyed something like 13 German tanks there, including three Panzer IVs. Because, and I believe his tank took 134 shots, no penetrations Dang. from anti tank okay. guns. Like, they just couldn't get through the armor. Uh, it, it's such a beauty of a solid tank. However,. Unfortunately, tank doctrine was not very well advanced on the French side, and these just didn't get to really operate in a proper fashion that they could have done. If you'd have grouped them better and used them as an armored force as opposed to spreading them out across the infantry sections, it would have been a lot better for them. I think they were worried about their so artillery doctrine, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other problem is, is when one of these guys really starts causing a headache for the Germans... You know, they still actually had a functional Luftwaffe at this right, point, you just, and they just bring in the Stukas and hit them yep. with dive bombs. Hey, we got something yeah. that fixes that. Oh, crap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's a big tank, and it's a big target for the Or I time. believe, yeah. as, the, as the French would say, Zutelor. Yeah, it's murdered. What? <laughs> Mannered. Oh. That's, that's, that's shit. <laughs> All right. Zutelor is like, not crap. Yeah, I, I went for the... If you know your Napoleonics, Merit is my is my favorite. Sorry, getting off topic here. But yeah, well, when anyway, I took in high so school, we were only allowed to say Zutelor, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because when I, when I took Spanish, that was all we were trying to get our teacher to do, was teach us swear words. Oh, of course so. you were. No, no, so this one's labeled as slow. Sorry, I'm, yeah, I'm going to rant a little here. The B1 bis is labeled as slow in the rules. 
Now, having seen one of these in operation, I don't know why it's labeled as slow, because frankly, it's not any slower than most tanks of the day. I mean, it's not as fast as a Christie suspension crazy flying around tank, but I don't think it's that much slower than a Panzer IV. Okay. So I don't know why the Panzer IV doesn't get, why this gets tagged with slow and the Panzer IV doesn't, other than the fact that, you know, it's an earlier war design and they kind of, I don't know where the cut is. I mean, what's the what's the kilometer per hour cutoff line for? Help its point I'd like cost. To, I'd like to know. <laughs> maybe. But I don't know. It really hem it really hems the, the mobility of that tank in. I mean, going from nine inches to six inches, it doesn't sound like much, but three inches, you know, it's the it's a big difference in That's some cases. Yeah. Never mind. Um, yeah, you're gonna. I, I saw your <laughs> thought bubble. Like, yeah. In my head, I saw your thought bubble. So. What? Well, yeah. yeah. The one-man turret rule makes perfect sense. It's the slow I disagree. Okay. With. Well, and I, th- I think we had the same discussion when we were talking about the Stuart and the fact that it was, you know, it was one of the fastest tanks of the time, and it still is the same speed as the rest of the tanks. So you're you're kind of on the other yeah. side of the coin here. Is like, you know, it, it keeps up with the tanks, but they've pigeonholed it in the slow one because it's early war. Right, and it's and it's not an infantry assault kind of tank, right? I mean, like, it's not a Churchill. It's made to. It's not made to only move with the. No, it's it's meant to infantry. advance with everything and be in front of it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I kind of disagree with that, but so no. love you. Such is life. Such thanks, is life. thanks, translator Pat. Well, but anyway, is either that or just go with la vie? <laughs> sure. Just someone <laughs> says, "Say la vie," you go la vie. Anyway, I clearly did not take French as my world language when I was in high school. But it <laughs> or or German matter. or Spanish or. <laughs> so anyway, uh, did we skip transports in here? Because there's one transport. Nope, that's, oh, that's, that's the last no, topic. we saved it for last because we knew well, how we much we talked about the laugh, the Laffley. Oh yes, yes, yes. So most of the transports you're going to see are your standard affair of transports, nothing fancy, whatever, blah blah blah. The best transport in this book, though. Is the Laffley the 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 twenty ST? What makes this awesome? It's custom designed for the Dragon Portes guys, right? Uh, technically, what it has on it are two mounts for the guys to stick their LMGs in to shoot from the truck, which makes it function as medium machine guns. However, in the rules, they just gave the truck two medium machine guns. Sure, that's great. I, I'm I'm not seeing. So you, did you say the S twenty TL? Let me let me get the designation right for you so we can find it. Yeah, it has two pencil mounted MMGs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Laffley S twenty TL six wheel okay. truck. Okay, all right. Two pencil mounted MMGs, three sixty arc of fire for sixty five points. Do you get to fire both without transport <laughs> or without no, a unit? Just no, one. You, you got to okay. have a guy on board to fire. That's why you second. bring a second lieutenant. And your dragon portes are regular, so they're firing at regular. Wow, that's that seems inexpensive in my mind. It is inexpensive. I mean, you get one MMG team for fifty points at regular, or I can have two with the mobility of a and the with basically armor value, you know, six with the mobility of a wheeled truck for six. Transport up to ten people. Now it's not quite uh, gas good. No, it's not quite well, as good as the Soviets, but it's still pretty dang good for 65 points in my mind. In a transport slot where well, you can take a transport for every infantry unit that you have. True. Yeah, right. You could have five units of Dragon Portes in these guys. 
Yep, and I've got two of them, and I I may get another two. I don't know. <laughs> They're just really yeah. good, and and frankly, the shock value of rolling one of these up, you know, on an advance, laying down two MMGs worth of fire at a unit, and then using the next order die to get the Dragon Portes guys with out with two LMGs, who then fire two yep. LMGs and the oh right yeah, that's pretty good. Is a just a brutal amount. And that's of like two hundred and five points for that. Essentially, right? Yeah. If yes. I'm doing the math in my head correctly. Yep, it's absolutely brutal. That's shooting. pretty dang good, actually. That's that's it's not it's not broken, but that's a that's a pretty good way to it's very you know, solid. pretty good solid use of the right term. Yeah, it's very solid. Uh, I'll throw I like to throw plugs in for people here. I apologize. Mad Bob Miniatures makes one of these. I prefer his over the I prefer his amongst all others. Uh, it's a very nice sculpt. They look very nice, and they're lightweight. So thumbs up. Uh, resin. Cool. Yes. Yeah, it's a light, it's a light resin. Okay. I don't, it's I don't like a much color. whiter less resin. It's, yeah. it's yes. a lot less calories yes, than the regular like a, resin. <laughs> exactly. It's like a mother. It's L I T E, right? It's a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's a very solid vehicle. Okay. The other one in transports, I've got to cover because this is very unique, and I think it might be a rules overlook, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to say this too loud because I don't want them to change it. The Lorraine 38 Carrier, this is a half-track. Actually, it's, just, it's an armored carrier. Um, I think it, maybe it's fully tracked. Hell, i got to look at the model now. It says tracked. It does not up. say fully. It, it does not say half-tracked. So, so it's tracked, yep. right? It's, an, it's a personnel carrier. It can carry 12 guys. But look what it doesn't have. It's not open-topped. You're right. It? It's got a seven-up armor, and it does not say open-topped. And it can carry twelve dudes. And I think it's one of the few tracked transports, or even half-tracked transports. That's, that's not an APAC. Right. Mm. That's what I'm saying. This this thing is now. You know, I don't roll these, but that's. Are you, Jeff? Are you looking at your book? I'm looking at okay, the book. Okay, and it's not say, in the book. The book doesn't say over. Doesn't yeah. say open top. It wow. Does not. The book does not for say seventy-five points. And you get an MMG for so seven plus for armored carrier. Does it come with ninety a points? You get an MMG on a fully and that's pinto mounted. Which if you shoot sixty not... airplanes, shoot them down. Yep, it's got flak then. Well, now hang on, it, it's pinto mounted, which by the yeah, pinto mounted rules means shoot, open top if you shoot it. Unless you're yeah. shooting at an aircraft, correct? Unless you're shooting an aircraft. So I don't think I would buy the gun. No, armor, why would honestly. you? Because this this is a is a, a man powered delivery with no pins. right with no pins attached with that 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 should get you there with no pins attached it should correct should and hilariously the model has a little trailer that like six dudes ride in the vehicle and everyone else rides <laughs> like, yeah. so they get out and they're like oh, where did where did it's like the worst hayride ride go <laughs> right it is the worst hayride ever I thought we were gonna pick pumpkins. No, yeah. not quite. No, we're 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 gonna pick yeah. what? Wait, what? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, but I yeah maybe you shouldn't have said that on the on the air per se. Whatever. If they if they're gonna fix it, they're gonna re- <clears throat> re- hey, if they're well, listening they, to us, then they, they that's got true. Sponsor us too. So the model, um, <laughs> I mean, the model indicates exactly what you said. It's not open topped. So yeah, no, cool. That's that is actually unique. Jeff, it's well unique. done in finding all the unique things. And actually, I feel like the French do have some very unique things going for them. I, I, I feel like it's 
a little more flavorful than wine most. Wine being actually. one of them. They have good. They do have good wine. Champagne. Yeah. Jeez. All right. <laughs> We're murdering shit at this point. So. <laughs> All right. So since I since I'm the, since I'm throwing out plugs left. Yeah, and no right doubt. Here, if you if you would like to know more about France and especially if you have questions about French army history, the guy you want to look up on the forums, Warlord forums, and other places. I'm going to butcher your last name, and I apologize about this. Is Lou. Passagier, I believe is how you say it. You'll that that's his that's his screen name. The dude knows his stuff, and I, and he is the one who did most of the con- contributions for the free French list in the Battle of the Bulge list. Ah, oh, very nice book. Cool, very cool. So he's kind of, as far as I know, he's the most authoritative source I found for bolt action French out there. So thumbs up to you too. And I apologize that I said your last name terribly. But terribly American. <laughs> terribly American. Terribly American. My French French. Thumbs up. So yeah, so that's what I know about the France about France in their French book. It's a very solid list. Uh, you don't quite get all of the heavy weapons and toys you get in the later war armies, but if you're willing to dig around in it a little bit, you can make a pretty competitive list out of it. I mean, it, so. quite arguably, and this is something we've talked about before, tanks are almost kind of a trap in this game, considering how infantry based this game is. And your infantry yeah. is very solid. And yes. your rules don't they're not nearly as good as the Japanese rules, but they are still pretty good. You have a good anti infantry rule and the yeah, you just have a good anti infantry rule by having your second artillery piece, essentially. So yes. I feel like the French are on par with everyone else. Not to say they couldn't be more flavorful, but it's still pretty solid. Yeah, it's solid. You it's it's really the rock paper scissors of these guys handle everything except enemy tanks, and if enemy and if enemy tanks, you know, like you said, they're a trap and not everybody brings them. And if someone doesn't bring them, you know, hey, pop the pop the cork. I've got a great chance yeah. of winning. If somebody rolls out a tiger, I've got to figure out how to either avoid that tiger for the entire game or, or right. <laughs> and and quite honestly, at least if, you have options, right. Yes. And if you're a German player and you recognize that, you're going to be ramming a tiger down your throat. And you right. should be. I mean, even the even at the thing, the uh, the fellow with the double Sherman list. Um, if he'd have been a slightly Alan. more aggressive, and I hadn't gotten Alan, and I hadn't gotten a lucky immobilizing shot on one of his two Shermans early, I would have been in a lot of right. trouble. Right. Well, especially since he had two of them. Like that. That's yeah. that's pretty hard to overcome if you have limited anti-tank capabilities, but. It, that's what the French are. Say, Levy. Yeah, that's what the French are. They survived. They They're still seem there. to come out. They're making awesome wine. Yep. Yep. And late war, you can come back. You can use the American list as anybody, or you can use the list from the Battle of the Bulge book if you want to be a little more exacting. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Right on. It, I, it's cool. Good deal. It's fun. Way to wrap yeah. them guys up. Like it. Continue winning, yeah. Jeff. You're doing just fine with them. You're giving them justice. I think, as you said, the is the, in the one podcast that never aired, is that you play French because you felt if you gave them the right generalship, you could do well with them. Yeah. The, the soldiers and the equipment didn't lose the war for them. Right. That, that's not why right. they lost. Well, the, Bad tactics, poor leadership. And unpreparedness. Really right. Communication and, breakdown. <laughs> they kept drawing the like, first and went back in the bag every time. 
I t- and 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 let's let's be fair here. Let's be fa- I mean, let's be honest about this. If the British troops didn't get off at Dunkirk, you know, and have an island to go back to that the Germans couldn't cross the sea to get to, they might have had the same fate as You Heinz. can check that out. Yeah. In Operation Sea Lion and Part 2 is coming well, to you soon. Ooh, yeah, by the way, I just got that book in the mail. I'm super excited to sit down and read it. I'm super excited to see wait, it. Wait for Part 2. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, I just no, saw that. That got, just got posted. Very yeah, soon. I saw that. Very soon. I should have waited to buy it, apparently. Uh, no, and it's not like the Germans didn't have some say in all of this either. They kind of overwhelmed the French. Hey, and, and just wait. Right. What happened if you know the United States um, atomic bomb actually opened up a rift instead of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right i'm i'm calling it at that we're we're not going into any crazy shit like that right. conflict 47s for yeah. other people okay. thank you right i draw the line at castle wolf uh, i was gonna say the man in the high castle is where i draw my line but that's the same there difference just different man in the high castle fiction writers yes sure yeah same difference yeah. <laughs> the man from the castle <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna mash them all together you got to get a 47 in there somewhere or a conflict in there. I'd watch the crap out of that. It would be interesting if they made The Man in the High Castle with werewolves and shit. Yeah, I'd I'd, I'd watch the movie. I don't think I could go through a miniseries, let alone deal with the rules for a game. So (laughs) let's let's stick with what we got, right? Fair point. Right. Yeah, I'm kind of okay with just actual historicals versus fiction or fictional historical. What do you want to call that? It's just bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Bullshit. Bullshit's about as good as I can get right now. Historical right. fiction, I think, is what it's called. Sure. All right. Well, I think that wraps up the French. Docudrama. What? <laughs> the docudrama. <laughs> that's the historical docudrama. fiction. No, that's not the same Isn't thing. Isn't it? Oh my God. No, it's not. That wraps up our French episode. We hope to hear from you guys. Give us feedback on Facebook, Twitter, or email if you can find it. Good luck. Uh, we will be back again in a couple weeks. Have a good night. Bye, guys. This is Snafu over and out. See, Pat has to do it. Good night, guys. Au revoir. Why didn't I go I, au Now you can. Au revoir. You can au revoir all you want au to. Hors d'oeuvre? Or oh, reservoir. God, my eyes are watered for that last part. Thanks, fellas. Nous, nous aimions bien tendrement Comme s'aiment tous les amants Et puis un jour, tu m'as quitté Depuis je suis désespéré Je te vois partout dans le ciel Je te vois partout sur la terre Tu es ma joie et mon soleil Ma nuit, mes jours, mes eaux Tu es partout car tu es dans mon cœur Tu es partout car tu es mon bonheur Toutes les choses qui sont autour de moi Même la vie ne représente que toi Des fois je rêve que je suis dans tes bras Et qu'à l'oreille tu me parles tout bas Tu dis des choses qui vont fermer les yeux Et moi je trouve ça merveilleux Peut-être un jour tu reviendras 
Je sais que mon cœur t'attendra Tu ne pourras pas oublier Les jours que nous avons passés Mais tu te cherches sans arrêt Écoute bien mon cœur t'appelle Nous pourrons si bien nous aimer Tu verras la vie Partout car tu es dans mon cœur, tu es partout car tu es mon bonheur, toutes les choses qui sont autour de moi, même la vie ne représente toi, et toi je rêve que je suis dans tes bras, et qu'à l'oreille tu me parles tout bas, tu dis des choses. 